Recorded live. Anybody there yet?
Hi, everyone. Hey, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hey. Mike, hey, how's it going? Yeah, how's it going? Good, how are you? Uh, Super busy again. <laughs> I was kind of glad Good. no one was on the call from the beginning. That way I could uh, keep writing some stuff while I was waiting. Good. Yeah, we'll uh court tomorrow, so I'm just trying to hurry up and get some shit done so she can file it. Then I'm trying to get up to her speed with her case and then get her up to speed with what's going on and see if we can slam the brakes on before the train wreck. No, no train wreck. Don't don't even say that. What kind of a case? Uh, Bankruptcy and stuff. They're trying to take her property. Oh, oh, that was uh, Chapter 11. Yeah. I, she was, uh, I think she was going on. And that was uh, Tracy or Stacy? No, different woman. But she, um, I get I get them both backwards all the time. I think she filed a Chapter 11 and they converted it to a Chapter 7 or something. But mm, You don't want to exactly. go Chapter 7. Yeah, we're we're straightening everything out. Bankruptcy is not usually the best way to go. It's kind of a last resort if you're trying to stop them. You don't know what else to do. But when it's, it's bankruptcy, they, right? It's it's just a stay. Bankruptcy is just a stay. Yeah, and sometimes if if you don't do it properly and if you don't hold them to it, they they just weasel around that anyway. Then they bamboozle huh? people into filing Liz pendants and all kinds of other nonsense. Yeah, I don't know. Anytime, you, anytime you're begging the court for help, it, it, there's a good chance it's going to turn into a shit show. Oh, they end up kicking me out two times. So I'm going back for the third time. So you, so they didn't kick you out. They're trying to kick you out. No, they no, they did. I'm trying to, to be reinstated. Chapter yeah. 13. So what, what do you mean? They threw you out of your house and threw all your stuff out, and you picked no, up no, all no, your No, 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 I'm not talking about the house. I'm talking about just Chapter 13. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if I know anything about a Chapter 13. I, I avoid all that bankruptcy nonsense like the plague. Yeah, I would like to as well. Uh, they end up having a hearing, which they never called my house. I end up doing a... Um, they never called uh, your house? Correct. Because uh, I end up... Oh the, I, oh, the telephonic hearing. I'm sorry, what? The The telephonic hearing, you mean? Telephone hearing, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing that nonsense <laughs> either. Well, it was it was more of... Going for an hour and a half one way to two minutes present. Yeah, but you got to do what you got to do or you face the consequences. Well, I I get that, Mike. But anyhow, I have proof. I have proof that they did not. Mike, let me talk, please. I have proof that they did not call. I end up punching up. You don't have friends out. 
you have evidence that may support your claim, but you don't have proof. Well, it shows that they didn't call. Uh, I don't know. Say what you want, but how are you going to get the alleged creditor to get on the stand under oath or affirmation? How are you going to face We're your... We're not even there yet, Mike. It, okay, it's all nonsense over the phone. It's my point. Exactly, and we're not even there yet. You put your notices in, you go to court, and you stand there like a man and say, what debt? Who says I do wrong? You you do it properly. Every single step of the way, you do it properly, or you have no right to bitch when everything blows up in your face. I agree with that, and I was really thinking about what Gus was saying, and... And they wanted to kick me out the first time because I did the um, repayment plan wrong. But again, and and I agree with Russ or um, Gus. How can you do a repayment plan if no one came forth? You can't. So what did you do? Well, I did one because I only have one car. One. You did debtor. one what? You did one well, what? I have. I had one debtor, which is Wells Fargo, and I did tried to do debt? that for five years. Wait a minute. How are they the debtor now? Well, they're not the creditor. Well, how is how is Wells Fargo the debtor? They're not the crawler. So uh, you just you can kiss that case goodbye. You're gonna go into court and you're gonna say Wells Fargo owes me a shitload of money just because I don't owe them money. You think that's gonna fly? You can't just go calling them a debtor when they say prove it. You just made a false claim. Guess who's liable for that one? Okay, so then I will correct that. I'm the debtor, the the creditor. Prove your claim. Why are you calling yourself a debtor now? Kiss that case goodbye. You just confessed. Oh, my God, Mike. Then what what do I need to do? Study. Like, I don't know why... I don't know. Like, I don't know why you think it's a good idea to say you're the debtor. And I don't know why you think it would be a good idea to call somebody else a debtor when they're not and you cannot possibly prove that. Like, it all boils down to who says I do wrong. Who can verify this bill? Where Where is the man who... Like very simple things. It, you don't go accusing people of things that they didn't do. You can't go making accusations that you can't prove. You don't go calling yourself a defendant or a debtor. You just ask, where's the where's the man or woman that claims I owe a debt? Where's the verifiable bill? Get their oh, sorry ass in here and put them on the stand. Put them under oath or affirmation. They better have all their paperwork in order, signatures and all. But get them in here. Big Mouth says I owe him money. Get him in here. Let's hear his Big Mouth flapping under oath. On BK, that's what they do. 
And what, Mike, what, Mike, what, and this is Shay, I want to appreciate first of all for your help. And may I help this lady by, by asking one question? Yep. Uh, can I ask you, uh, is this a line of credit you have with Wells Fargo? No. I'm sorry. I, I, oh. yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get what you said. Is this the line of credit you have with, with Wells Fargo? I have, yes, Wells Fargo, yes. It's no, line of credit. Diane, hold on. you got to answer the question properly. Is I it a line of credit? I can't. I, I don't understand her. She said Wells Fargo, and I picked is, that up. Is, is it a line of credit that you have with Wells Fargo? Okay. It's a loan, alleged loan with Wells Fargo. Sorry, Mike. I, I couldn't understand her. Is this a line of credit or credit card? Mortgage. Oh, is a line of credit mortgage? If this was a, how long ago was it? It was with the original was Wells Fargo or it was World Bank or with Wachovia. How long ago did you have the this mortgage? World Savings, Wachovia, Wells Fargo. Yeah, 2004. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, all these that uh, unsecured line of credit or did you have those kind of uh, loan that uh, with uh, negative amortization? Mike, I did I, 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 I'm it sorry was, I didn't hear that. I don't understand. It was a negative amortization that you just paying the interest only negative amortization, do you remember that kind of loan, coffee loan or something like that? Mine was a, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying, but mine was a uh, equity loan. Yeah. And it equity loan was with the world saving and the Bacopia and then with Fargo, they don't have a chain of title, they don't have any standing. But you have to act as a woman, and Mike can help you from now. Good luck. Yeah. Well, she, Mike she doesn't brought... understand any uh, any of this, so how can he help me? What do you mean I don't understand any of that? I know I understand far more than you do. What she said was they don't have a chain of title, which is a very huge, important issue. They don't and... have a chain of custody. Correct. Okay, but how much did you hold them to that one? Or did you just say, shit, that didn't work and walk away? Mike, you're just now getting in into this? What are you talking about? You can talk all the bullshit you want. I fully understand that they have no chain of title. I fully understand... Chain of custody. Okay, you call it chain of custody. If I feel like calling it chain of title, whatever. You you are in a different location than I am. The process and procedures, some of the names might change. I know the law. I don't know all these fancy statutory terms. I don't know all their stupid processes and procedures. I know I'm a man. I know if Bob says I owe him a debt, he's going to have to put his money where his mouth is. I understand the law. I understand he has to have evidence if he claims that he has the right or authority to collect somebody else's debt from me. I understand chain of title. 
very simply in a law form. I don't care about all the statutory words. I don't care about all the statutory codes and nonsense. I know the law. So you can tell me I don't know what I'm talking about all you wish. Good luck with that. It's going to get you nowhere. You can't be slack and lazy and then tell me it's because I don't know what's going on. If you choose to send emails, if you choose to send faxes, if you choose to do telephonic hearings, it's your fault this is blowing up in your face, not mine. It's got nothing to do with what I do and don't understand. If you give Mike, them wiggle room, Mike, they're going to... Mike, you, you end up saying that you did not know anything about foreclosure. You yes, also I don't end up saying that you did not know anything know. about bankruptcy. I, know, I don't know about foreclosure. I know about property. I don't know about mortgage. I know about debt. I don't care about your statutory crap. I know the law. And I'm not interested in listening to you blame me and accuse me of not knowing anything because you are slack and lazy. Do your excuse shit. Excuse me? Get it done. Get I'm slack and lazy? Yes, slack and lazy. Emails and really, faxes Mike? and telephonic hearings. Yes. And if you don't like really, it, get Mike? off the show. Yes, really. Exactly, really. Absolutely, 100%. Yes. Okay? Did you get it? You don't want to listen. You don't want to do things properly. It's your problem. Don't accuse me of shit. Don't tell me I I'm don't know. I'm not accusing you of anything. You did. You told me I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't understand this stuff. You didn't Bullshit. know anything about foreclosure, Bullshit. bankruptcy. Foreclosure is not law, smart one. Foreclosure is not law. It's statutory nonsense. So learn what you're talking about before you start making accusations like I don't understand. You just got to, you you've said that many a times on calls. Okay, I understand. Don't, I don't, I, okay, listen. Open your ears, shut your mouth, and listen. I don't know about foreclosure. It's statutory crap. I know about property. I know about debt. I know about the law. I don't care about your codes. I don't care about your legal process and procedure. I know the law. You're accusing me of not understanding. I don't have to understand foreclosure. I have to understand the law. I don't need any lip from anybody telling me I don't know what I'm talking about because they aren't doing the process right. I'm sick of taking blame. I'm sick of people accusing. I'm sick of people whining. If you're not going to do it right, you get what you get. It's not my fucking fault, and it's not my fucking problem. I'm not the one losing my house. I'm not the one getting the state taking my kids away. I'm not getting any of this happening to me. I'm helping you guys. I'm sick of taking the crap. If you can't do it yourself, don't bitch. I fucking had it. I'm not the shit taker here. You want my help? Fine. Do what I tell you. If not, find somebody else. Don't accuse me. Don't blame me. Fucking had it with this nonsense. Okay, everyone. Let's clap their hands. We love Mike. Fuck off or get off the call. I've had enough. I don't need we your love shit Mike. on the call. I don't need your shit on my call. Mute yourself out, please. I've had it. We love Mike. Cheyenne, shut up and get off the call. I've had it. I'm not in the mood for this. I've had enough of you today. Just mute out, please. You didn't have anything to hear Just get off the call. Do I have to go on the board and mute you or what? Just get off the call. I'm not in the mood. I think you got me mixed up with someone else. Yeah, okay, yeah. Just stop. Mute yourself out. I will. Good. But you got now. me mixed up. Bye. You got me mixed up with someone else.
Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Wow. He's definitely has me mixed up with someone else. Hello, Mike? Mike? Hello? Hey. Hi, I'm sorry what happened, but uh, I know I worked with you the last few weeks, and I know that you are a very good listener, and you have a lot of patience, and you are a good teacher, and people should understand that you're working for us, you're helping us, and you're working for free, and they should respect you and your opinion, everything. And I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it's I, okay. It's got nothing to do with you. No, I know, but I feel bad when I see you get upset. I know how hard you're working and how hard you're studying in order to keep the uh, the right information. And the lady, the only thing she could ask is that how to write my notice and what should I ask and what should I go for it or study. I think that was the right question, but she didn't know how to start. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's okay. it's just when people don't do things the way I tell them to do it and the other side gets around it and then I tell them how to do it properly again and they don't do it properly and the other side gets around it, it's just a big waste of my time. I'm doing the same thing over and over, except I have to go back and correct the mistake and then try and move forward just to get another roadblock because they didn't do it right and then have to go back and correct the mistake. It, it, it just gets crazy. It's pointless. Just digging a bigger and bigger hole doesn't do anything good. Yeah, I know. And uh, I don't know... Uh... I know about that negative amortization. The negative amortization, if you let me, I can give you a little bit information about that. Is okay? Yeah. Uh, it hey, was the hey Sherry. That... Hello? This Sherry? No. How can I help you? How did you end up doing... How did you end up doing... No, I love Mike. Mike is a very good person. He studied very, very hard. I know he's working 24-7 in order to give us uh, the right information. Please Mike's, not, Mike's not a person. Mike, I'm sorry, a man. I'm sorry, a man. A good man. Very good man. And he really studies and wants to even be sure that everything we do is right. Just listen to him and follow him. That's all. Yeah, there's there's certain details that I'm very picky about, and one of them is 
proper service and proper filing because those are big. If you don't if you don't give proper notice and you don't get it properly filed, those are two of the best reasons for them to ignore everything we're doing. So when it comes to process and service, I'm a, I am a stickler on details without question. There's certain things that have to be done properly and people seem to continuously fail to do the, the important things properly. And that's a lot of the reason why the legal society is getting around everything we're doing because we're not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. But I see the same mistakes over and over and over again. And for some reason, people continue to do them, no matter how hard I stress about getting them Mike, remember that just few people just starting to learn this common law. The rest of people, they don't know. Even we talk about it, they don't want to hear it. And slowly, yeah. we have to have a lot of patience. Slowly, people to learn and start to, to using common law. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's very hard. It's not easy, but nobody graduated yet. Everybody's in kindergarten yet. Yeah. Well, we're not all in kindergarten, but we're definitely all still learning. Yeah, but you have to have a patient because different group coming, different people coming from different grades. Um, yeah, but, but it's a little different when some of the people have been listening to Carl way longer than I have, people that yeah. have been doing this for years, and they continue. Like, if, if if I've been talking to them for two years and they're still sending emails, it's not me that has the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, everybody doesn't get it as fast as you did. Yeah, I think um, I think if people actually did what Carl said in his first few episodes or what he was doing on Angela's call, people would realize that there's certain things that are important. Carl's been saying it since day one. Everything is on paper short and simple and to the point. You stop flapping your lips, stop getting on the phone, stop doing all this stuff. It's got to be on paper. So there's no excuse for anybody that has listened to Carl for two years or more and doesn't get it, that emails are not going to cut it. And I shouldn't have to tell the same people every week for two years straight to put it on paper and properly file it. So I get it if if people are brand new to this, but some people just have no excuse. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and I don't know, and I don't I don't see how people think that they can blame me or say that I don't know what I'm talking about because they're not doing it right. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. It's hard to hear that after all day long, you're working so hard and study so hard. And see, like, I, I explain stuff to you, and you seem to get it pretty quick. Like, you still got a little bit of legalese to get rid of, and exactly. you're still kind of all over the place trying to argue every tiny detail, but at least you're you're writing things properly, you're filing things properly you're listening and trying to figure out what's important and at least you're listening and you're doing. 
No, I tried so hard. I listened to all call tapes and over and over, God's tapes, your tapes. I just uh, listened and over and over. And every time I listened uh, to a, another tape, I learned something new. I said, oh, my God, I, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about that. Every day is something new for me. And yep. thanks for your patience and thanks for helping me. Yeah, no problem. I I am very patient with people that listen and do what they're supposed to, but some people just make me crazy. Yeah, because, you know, I think they are stressed out and they are confused and they want to do daily job and daily work and then come and learn this one. They are frustrated and they don't know where to come, where to start. And every day it looks like there is a beginning for them. Just... Yeah. Just have a patient with them and just do your best. That's all you can do. You yeah. are our leader and just have a patient. That's all. And yeah, yeah, I should be more patient, but yeah, my it's hard. Very thinner and thinner as the days go by. Yeah, just understand that the people they don't work on the paperwork all day. They doing different things. They have to deal with families work, and then court, they really stress out. When you are stressed out, you block. You don't hear anything. You don't uh, write anything right. And just understand them. Yeah, the unfortunate thing, though, is if you don't have time to study this stuff, it's not going to work. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to figure is this case important to me or is everything else in my life important to me? You're going to have to find a balance. You're going to have to find the time to listen to the audios, do a little bit of thinking, and like you're going to have to learn this to do this for yourself because at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to be standing in court. You're the only one that can protect, protect your property the proper way. Yes. Yeah, I know it because I was in court for two years. I did everything, I said everything, and then the transcript was saying different things. And I find it out uh, in, um, late that I have to give the notice to the court before I go to the court. And yeah. that was too late for me. But after uh, they hit me hard, then I learned it. You know, yep. it's not easy. It's not easy. It's hard to learn and follow direction and everything, but please, please, please don't lose your patience and try yeah. to help. We need you. Yeah, I'll try and be polite. <laughs> yeah, we need you. You are, you are. You are very polite. You are very calm, and, but please have patience and listen and help other people, as you usually do. As you can beg all you want. He's not going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice talking to you, Mike. Oh, nice talking to you again. Thanks. Thank you. And I just want to give the brief information about the negative amortization and that was the, that the negative amortization was the one percent payment option. That what, what is, what is that word? 
What is that word you're saying? It's a, it, it was a mm-hmm. negative amortization. Reverse, reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage. It was not reverse mortgage. It says negative mortgage or copy loan or something like that. And it started with worth saving. And then you pay only 1% of the payment. And the rest goes back to the, added to your escrow or to your loan. And then it was a, something that they started and then they bankrupt, worth saving bankrupt. And Wachovia took over. And after that, Wachovia bankrupt and West Fargo took over. And for this reason, they don't have any chain of title. And whatever they do is from beginning, uh, it failed. From beginning. It was not a right loan. That's all I want to say. Thank you. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Uh, all right. A little busy, a little bit stressed, but all right. Uh, you'll overcome. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Having fun? Yep. All right. What? Learning anything? Uh, I know that he is already. Alright. So there was a big hurdle that looks like you overcame anyway with Shay. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not over yet. Uh, she's got court tomorrow, so after tomorrow she'll have a little more breathing room, and then. We can hit them with the next round. Well, it sounds like it's just the beginning, but, you know, that's the hardest part is beginning. Yeah. And it looks like you've done that. Yeah, it's just uh, a little bit tough when I'm doing everything on my phone. I'm trying to get up to speed on what, what's been happening because there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in her case. Just... uh bunch of cases, bunch of motions, bunch of everything else that's been going on for a while. So just uh, trying to figure out what's happened already, what's going on now, and then trying to get her up to speed on what should be next, getting everything in at the last time, just to try and slam the brakes on. Just It's a little much for such a short amount of time. Yeah, it looks like she's done well and you've done well. Yeah, that's good. Yep, that's definitely good. So who's the next victim? <laughs> Have you um, heard from uh, Horse Hell? Horse Hell? No. I don't know if there was any new messages in Skype, not that I'm aware of, though. Yeah, I didn't see anything there. She said she uh, wasn't going to have internet for the weekend. I just sent her a um, text message that you were live, so hopefully she come on. It's because she knows I ain't dead. No, I said I I let her know that you were lying. Oh, I was lying. Oh. 
And what about that master slacker? Uh, not sure yet. That's not you? No, I'm junior slacker. Mr. Slacker is probably uncle. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> That's hilarious. She knows. His reputation it, it, it exceeds him. Is that what your daughter just said? Hello, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah once, a, once a slacker, always a slacker. No, no. Mike Miller. No, L M. Huh? What's L M mean? Uncle. What you stand for? Wait a lot, Uncle. Wait a lot. No, that's <laughs> Sir. Wait a lot. Yeah. But Uncle Lamb, what does it mean? It's Uncle Last Minute. It's been a lot. No, Last Minute. Oh, right, Last Minute, Wait a lot. That uh, Sir Laid a Lot has been replaced. So it's almost Halloween soon. Are you ready? What? It's almost Halloween. It's almost Halloween. Are you ready? Yeah. Tell me what mommy's doing. Yeah, that's, that's really big over there, isn't it? What are you going to be? I got it. talk at once now no one wants to talk so you're going to be the you who's going to be the cc <laughs> who is you are you saying that i'm you <laughs> no there's no you and i hey, old man wilson Old man whistle, you say Wilson, you saying I'm you? Your Honor, that's a funny name. <laughs> you have any brothers and sisters? What's your parents name them? 
You have a brother named the executioner? So I got my transcripts um, from my, those quiet title hearings. Did you have a chance to look at them? Yeah, I read them real quick uh, last night or two nights ago. And um, one thing that I was trying to catch there is when that attorney was testifying. Well, she wasn't really testifying because she didn't get sworn in, but she raised her hand and said, swear me in, swear me in, but they didn't. But uh, but she uh, and uh, somebody else who we network with uh, trying to uh, nail her, and they already have her uh, lying about all kinds of stuff as testimony. And uh, on the transcript, she lies. So that'll be interesting to add to the other stuff. So you have good evidence that she was lying, though? Uh, well, it's in the transcript, her story. Well, her story in the transcript isn't evidence that she's lying. You have to have something to contradict her story. Well, her own writings contradict her story. The whole uh, the whole action is to do a quiet title because she doesn't have something. And then her story, she says that they have it. Yeah, at least that's somewhat good evidence. Yep. Yeah, if she put something in writing and then she said something else in court and it's on paper, at least now you have her paperwork and the transcripts. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting. She's one of the more brazen ones. I mean, going in as an attorney, having no witness to testify, and then saying that she's going to testify and she knows about everything that's happening with all these companies and the firsthand evidence and all that is uh, pretty crazy. Well, I think that's good for you that you found some twit that is probably just really stupid and is actually asking to be sworn in. Yep. So we'll see what happens. I also find it not it's not only funny that she decided that she wanted to be sworn in, it's even funnier that the judge wouldn't let her. Well, he would. He was going to. I'm the one that spoke up. What do you mean you spoke up? I basically said that because the whole thing was to have a witness there to testify. And then they have a you, they didn't have a witness. Not a witness. You just had a witness. She was going to go on the record and say a whole bunch of stupid shit. I would kill to have an attorney swear in and take the stand. What better way to have to have to file a claim against them? 
Yeah, but at the time, my thinking and what I had heard uh, was, was if an attorney tries to testify, you you don't let them because they can be a, uh, attorney and witness at the same time. No, no, no. You don't object to them testifying. You get them sworn in. If they don't swear in, they have nothing to say. If they're going to swear in, holy crap. Get up there. Giddy up. Let's go. I can't wait. I would kill to get the, the prosecutor to swear in and take the stand. Holy crap. Well, that makes sense. But at the time, that's, that wasn't my knowledge and that wasn't my thinking. Yeah. My Most thinking was to not have, not have anyone testify so they can't go ahead. Most lawyers have no first-hand knowledge of any events. So how, can, how, the, how are they going to testify under oath that what they are saying is true? What they're doing is perjuring themselves and setting them up for their own confession in a court of record. Get them on the stand under oath and tell all this lies. They can obviously never back any of it up. You drag them into a court of record, you put their own testimony on the record as an exhibit. Full confession. You just won your court of record right there on her confession alone. Under oath. What they do to us, we got to start doing the same thing to them. So maybe it might be smart to um, talk about filing a claim against her. Yeah, maybe. All right. If you're going back up, if you're going back to court, invite her to take the stand. Not invite her, require her. Uh, sorry, yes, require her to take the stand. Yeah, that might not be happening now, at least not for a while, because it's under appeal right now. Yeah, as soon as, if, if she does, as soon as she does, let her say her piece and ask her what first-hand knowledge she has of any of that. Boom, the end. Yeah, let, let, her spill, let her spill her guts before you, you start asking questions, though. Or ask the proper questions to, to have her say as much as she can. You know, give her the rope she needs to hang herself. Yeah, ask her, ask her the proper questions to get her, shoot off, to get her to shoot off her mouth. Like, know the answer to your question before you ask it. And then let her run off the mouth and say all kinds of stuff. Then ask another question, get her ramble off her mouth about a whole bunch of other stuff. And then your third question is the one that she completely contradicts everything she just said and admits that she never knew any of it in the first place. Bam, three questions, you win your claim. You've already won before you filed. And you made her a liar. Yeah, that's why you won. Yep. Yeah, but then there's, there's going to be ramifications. <laughs> right? There's going to be consequences for, for her lying in court. Absolutely. Let her, the judge, let her and the judge work that one out. Or I guess you could prosecute that. 
yourself too if you wanted. She lied in your court. Well, you didn't make her a liar. She was already a liar. You just exposed her. Yeah. Well, she's a lawyer. <laughs> what lie do you want to get her on? <laughs> Yeah, maybe that'd be uh, a good talk to you one night or something uh, uh, when you find out what the next date is. Get a bunch of people on and and, uh, and try to get, uh, or even a private call, and, and, and try to get the right questions to ask, you know, just to let her hang herself. You know, they have a certain way of doing that to us and, you know, giving us confidence to start talking. And then they start asking questions, and you, you know, you got the confidence to answer. And then they ask a little tougher question, and and, and then you start losing confidence, and then you start getting panicky. Well, you can do the very same to them. Right. Yeah, it's just a matter of um, letting them get all the good stuff out first, and then the questions start closing in little bit by little bit. And eventually you're going to see the look on her face change when she just realized she got caught red handed in several lies and she knows where this is going. You just see the look of fear on her face. Oh my God, what did I just say? And oh, she, was running them out. she was running them out like crazy, man. She just kept going on and on. People hey, ever tend it? to do that when, when they panic. Who's the other man talking? Mike. Uh, Mike S10. Mike who? I've disappeared for a while. I'm back. Uh, Mike S10. Where are you uh, from? Mike, Mike in Oshawa. Oshawa? Yeah. East of Toronto. Un- Ontario near me. Oh, okay. Well, not real Got close, it. but. All right, good hearing you. All right, I'm going to mute out because i got to play a game with. Uh, my daughter, and uh, I'll be listening, and then I'll be back. I'll give somebody else a chance. All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks. Well, if nobody else is going to talk, I've got um, something uh, um, I'd like to share with you guys. The uh, I was Skyping with uh, Gus yesterday about his... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, something that's on his Redress for Dummies website uh, about right to travel. And we got discussing and kicking something around back and forth, and he's decided to uh, talk about it on Wednesday night. So if if anyone wants to join Gus's show on Wednesday night, uh, click on this link I just posted, uh, read up on it, and uh, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting discussion. But that's Wednesday night's call. I kind of put a plug in there, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Gus is awesome. I think everybody should be on his call on Wednesdays. Yeah. But, yeah, after we kicked around for a bit, he said, that'd be a great call. We'll do that on Wednesday night. So so there's the link of what I was talking about, the right to travel. It's pretty interesting stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, the reason I've been gone for so long, Mike, I was uh, 
uh, when I was active with you guys and, and even on uh, on your talk shoot here, uh, I don't know if you remember, I was going through this landlord-tenant board crap with some tenants trying to get them out. We actually talked about it on, on your show. Um, that's finally coming to a head. So I'm uh, going to be concentrating more on this again and some uh, other issues that I talked to Carl about. But, uh, yeah, i got to send this, uh, this, uh, these tenants uh, a bill now. So hopefully they'll just pay it. Very unlikely. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to uh, – maybe I'll give you a call sometime through the week. I want to know the good best way to give a very good itemized bill. Um, you know, it's clear and precise. Something that, that can't be – you know, refuted because I've got receipts forever than I'll be sending them. So, yeah, yeah. Are, you very, are you very familiar with that uh, uh, writing out a good bill? Um, not really. Uh, uh, to me, it would just be pretty much simple. Uh, list of goods and list of services and uh, a total at the bottom. Yeah, that's pretty much what I figured. I mean, the whole world pretty much runs off of orders and invoices, right? So yep. there's probably a million examples you could see on Google and then just figure out the best way that a man would write one. Yeah. Yeah, now, what I should have added to that was a short letter with that would be good, would it not? You know, I can't just send a bill. You know, yeah. should send a bill explaining what it's for, right? Well, you could send a bill without a letter, but I think that's, for one, that's kind of cold and bad, I don't know, bad manners and not very good business. But, um, like, I went to the dollar store one day. I never used them. <clears throat> I think I would just write one out by hand anyway, but I went to the dollar store and I bought an invoice pad. Like, yeah. basically, waitresses walk around with a invoice pad in their apron all day long. Yeah. It's, it's just a bill. You ordered me to provide this part. You pay for the part. You pay for the shipping. You pay. For, here's your invoice. Yeah. That's no different. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to do. One of those bigger ones, are like, they're, like, what, 5 by 7 or 4 by 7 One of that with, uh, like, a... Uh, it does an automatic copy, so I can send a copy to them, and I'll keep the original. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. I kind of like that idea, but um, as far as far as going like an invoice pad goes, like I could see buying a a pad of paper that's like uh, I don't know. I think I think that the, they're carbonless ones. They call them now. Yeah, but. It's the same as the uh, customer gets the pink copy, the owner gets the white copy, the yellow copy gets sent to whoever, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, but yep. accountant. Yep. But to me, a handwritten receipt is more lawful than any legal receipt. And so likewise, a handwritten invoice or a handwritten bill is more lawful than any legal invoice so i don't i could see the use of the carbon copy but i would say all of it handwritten why not hand of man okay handwritten and photocopied 
you know, that way if a judge ever asked to compare, that's all I'm getting at, right? Well, you yeah. say, oh, yeah, these are identical. Well, you can send me a copy of a bill. Like, say I go to you and I buy a bite, and you send me a copy of a bill, and you can send me a bill every month, whatever. But when I pay that bike off, I'm expecting you to give me that original note back. I don't want you giving my debt to a third-party debt collector and somebody chasing me for the money that I already paid you. When I pay you, you give me that note back. I can eat it. I can burn it. I can put it in a picture frame. But when when the bill gets paid, you hand it over the way I see it. Okay. But if I were to give him a handwritten one... All right, yeah, all right. Yeah, handwrite it and send them copies or handwrite it and they got like the carbon pad would be good because you write the original and then there's a copy or two underneath it, an exact yep. copy. So that way you give them the bill. You can maybe depending on the situation, you can maybe give a copy of the bill to their boss. It's probably not a good idea in most cases, but um when they pay the bill back, send them a letter. Thank you for your payment received in full. Here's a copy of the original bill. Do as you wish. Yep. You bunker it. Get your get your mortgage note and burn it when you're done. It's yours. You do whatever you wish with it. You paid the debt. Here's your here's your obligation back. Destroy it. Yeah, and that that was it's a nice short letter saying. You know, this is the debt you owe, or whatever, right? Yep. My charges for work done. It's pretty much all the work I had to do after they left. But see, if you're in landlord-tenant board, that's a little different. Landlord-tenant board court. No, it's all over. That's done. I'm I'm going to be just send them a bill and just take them to a mom-and-pop court. If they don't pay, right? I'm going common law on them this time. That landlord tenant board, man. <laughs> what yeah, a joke. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, I've gone through that a couple of times. That's a huge sham. Yeah. They purposely create controversy to give themselves work. Yeah, they don't care what the rules are. It doesn't... It's, <laughs> Same old, same old. But you throw their own rules in their face, and they just step around it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know how to handle them back in the day, but I'm sure if I was in landlord tenant board court tomorrow, things would be a lot different than years ago when I was there. Uh, I think the best way is just uh, stay the hell away from it. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they, they've got no jurisdiction unless you give it to them, and I was stupid enough to go that route. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, well, I, I, I won two out of the three. So, you know, I'm not really, I shouldn't complain. But, um, yeah. Well, another way of looking at it, too, is that's some experience you've gone through that no one can ever take away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not even that expensive. So, uh, I'm kind of glad I did it, but it, it turned out to be. How do you say you're glad to do something that was a waste of time? <laughs> unnecessary. That's a better word. It was unnecessary. Yeah, it's just, I just kind of think of it as looking at the silver lining. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a big ugly cloud, but I gained something from it. So whatever. Cut my losses. No better for next time. I'm good. Yeah, but one thing I can tell everybody is, uh, if you plan on ever being a landlord, you know, uh, um, buying uh, houses to rent them out, uh, do so. Uh, just do high end. Do not go uh, uh, low end because these people, for one, if they default, they've got nothing to give you anyway. So, I think more importantly than that, it's if you decide you're going to buy a house and rent it out. <clears throat> learn to write a proper contract. Avoid all this nonsense right from the beginning. I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. This is the rules. If there's a problem with the contract, I'm not pissing around in landlord tenant board donkey court. I'm going to a real court and you're going to pay the bill. Anytime we have a contract dispute, we're going to go into, into a court not an inferior court we're going to go into a man's court and we're going to dispute we're going to settle this dispute strictly according to the law aka our private contract the other thing with uh, that uh i think his name is mike was saying was doing high-end high-end you need a bigger investment which most of us don't have and the other thing is those are the people that if there's a dispute, they can go get big time lawyers and tie it up for, for a long time. So sometimes that works in your favor. Other times it'll work against you. I'm not too worried about facing a lawyer anymore. Yeah, I think it's, I think what it really boils down to is write a proper contract with a proper dispute resolution clause. Don't throw a bunch of a bunch of extra nonsense in it. Just yep. be very short, concise, and this is how it's going to happen. We both agree on this is how it's going to happen, and we not only that, we both agree that if we happen to disagree on anything, this is the court we're going to go to, and this is the contract. We're not going outside of this contract. This is the law between the parties, and this is the law before the court. So if it's short, clear, and concise, then you pretty much got them locked down from the beginning. It's private contract. You have the right to decide if you wish to let somebody interlope in your contract. Because an interloper is just a self-interested trespasser. So you get to something along the lines of Uh, There is a valid contract before the court. I do not wish to alter, amend, or change said contract. The order stands as written, or the contract stands as written. So they can whine and bitch all they want and say, I don't like this contract. I want to change it. No, I said no. You need both our consent. Both parties have to consent or no dice. No man, no woman, no government, no entity can interfere in a man's private contract. But one of the reasons I did say uh, high-end, um, if it, uh, to go high-end, is so you stay the hell out of the game. <laughs> it's not yeah, worth it, man. <laughs> I made money. I made money on my rental units. It's not worth it. But see, the thing is, there is rich slobs out there, and there is also poor people who are just, for lack of better term, victim of circumstance and they're very good people 
Yep. So it's kind of you're kind of generalizing stereotype and discriminating people when it's not really necessary. It's just, it just boils down to I don't care if you're rich, I don't care if you're poor, I don't care if this is the ghetto or the top of the hill. This is a man-to-man agreement, and this is what we agree to. No, it, it, it wasn't just a slam at, at the tenants. It was uh, the amount of work involved also. Like, there is just a ton of work, uh, plus paper trails, plus it's it's not worth it. Unless you can make good money at it. I made money, I said. I didn't say good money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's not a, it's, it, it's not a good business unless... <laughs> No, uh, I, I highly recommend stay away from it unless you go high end because the money's better and it might be worth all that trouble. Yeah, but at the same time, it could be it could just be higher risk too, like yep. more to lose. Well, nothing that's going to give you a good return is going to be low risk, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the more you put into it, the more you could lose if things do go wrong. Yep. Housing, including a housing bubble. You never know. Which is, again, why I say it boils down to how good of a contract you write and how yeah. well you're how well you're going to stand on it. Have you ever considered, you know, um, handing it over to a real estate to look after it for you? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's costs involved in that, too, like property management uh, companies. A lot of them do that. They usually take one month's rent per year, plus, yeah, plus yeah. expenses. Yeah, like um, my friend, she like she's got properties, you know, all around Australia. And what she does is she gives them to Ray White, and they charge her four percent. Now, on that, with that four percent, um, what she does is she she does she uses that as a tax deduction because yep, it's but, tax deductible. But listen, but listen to this though. The problem with that is that. Maybe, yeah, maybe the price is kind of cheap, one month's rent per year, and maybe a lot of the headache is gone, but it's a fully statutory contract, and uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that that contract was written by a lawyer, and it Mm -hmm. wasn't written to protect you, and it probably says somewhere in that contract that if they screw everything up and you lose your shirt, it's not their problem. Yeah. So you got to be careful because it's a statutory contract written by lawyers and you're the one they're out to screw, not themselves. They always write their little clauses, their their foot in the door clauses, their backdoor loopholes. They're all legalese, tricky, nonsense contracts. Exactly. It gets back to what I was saying before is instead of figuring this stuff out to get yourself out of a jam, it's much better to learn this stuff and realize stop signing ridiculous contracts. That's where the problem always starts. As soon as somebody puts the big boy pants on and signs some kind of contract, they have no clue what they're signing. It ends up, they wonder why years later the IRS takes their house or their their paychecks get garnished or whatever the case may be. Every time that happens, it started with your signature on the page. Whether things were followed, the rules were followed or not, it all started with your signature on a page somewhere. Right. 
Yeah, I've been very, uh, very good lately uh, of not signing things when asked. Uh, banks hate it. Uh, you go to a bank to try to make a deposit uh, in somebody else's account besides your own, they'll still want a signature. You do not have to provide one. Banks or yeah. credit unions, yeah, they will give you a hard time. Just ask them. Just ask them. Is there a ask them? Is there a law that requires me to sign it? And That's or the, you could ask them, why would I accept liability for any of this? Yeah. No, the the problem is the tellers don't know any of this shit, and that's who well, you make a deposit with. So I'll yeah, I've you, done this a few times. And, yeah, get, uh, you, get your manager. Yeah, and, you, and and the manager always says, yeah, he doesn't have to sign for a deposit every time. But yep. I, I just, you know what? All I do is I bring my phone in with me to the bank now. I record the deposit, and I walk. I don't even ask for a receipt. I make the deposit, say I don't need a receipt, and I, <laughs> it's not worth well, the time to me anymore. Okay, well, here's something interesting. Um, Aquila decided to send me a bit of money by Western Union a couple weeks ago. And I didn't have proper government ID. So they told her, just make up a test question and the answer. And when he comes in to pick up the money, we'll just ask him the question. If he gives us the right answer, the money's his. So hey, that's good. Yeah. So if they can just say, oh, yeah, fuck it, we don't need ID, whatever, how much of a law could that really be if they can just waive the requirement at the drop of a hat? Yep. So in in a roundabout way, that's just a man going in and operating in a statutory world but staying out of their world at the same time. It's just one way. Is that what happened? Yeah, I went in there, she asked me a question, I gave her the answer, and bam, there was the money. That's as simple as that. And you didn't even have to have any ID. That, that The question was your ID. Yeah, but if, if there was a real law that I was required to have ID, you think they're just going to have it in their system that they can break the law whenever they wish? It just shows that the statutes are made to be broken. They're not law. Yeah. Well, yes, I think they're, they're, I think they're more, meant more as guidelines. Yeah, or it's or it's maybe rules on people in their society. But the yeah. way I look at it, I I was just a man walking in, and I required their services. You have a duty and obligation. Giddy up. My fellow man sent me some aid and assistance. I'm here to pick it up. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Government employee, government ID? What? I need a license or something. It's not my rules. I'm just using your services. It's not a law. Hey, what might be easier for you in the future? Uh, my son just told me this one a while ago is uh, something called e-transfer. If you have a bank account, uh, like so you can go to an ATM, I can actually transfer money from my bank account. It gets texted to his phone, to his iPhone. And somehow he can go to a bank machine and take money out. Man, I got no, I, I'm no computer genius, but it saves me driving all the way to a bank. I can just do it right here, right now. So, That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's super simple. So, so Mike, like people who send money through to um, 
your common law, are you able to access that? I mean, how does that work? Sorry, if they're sending money to what? Um, to your um, to your web page. Um, well, if people donate through my donate button, it goes yeah. to my PayPal account. Then I have to send the money from my PayPal account to somebody else's PayPal account, and then they transfer it to their bank account, and then they give me the money. So it usually takes me a little while through PayPal. Oh, okay, so so it's quicker through like Western Union or something like that. Yeah, it seems to be pretty uh, quick and painless. Okay, so it's, uh, well then, how do, how would how would one go about doing that then? What just go what you just go to any bank or something? Um, or I don't know how a, I don't know how it works. That's all. Sorry for my ignorance. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I've never used Western Union, but I can find out and let you know. Okay, thank you. Well, like I said, this way I did it for my son because he lives actually in the same town Mike does. Um, if, if you do online banking, so you can do it through your computer at home, there's more likely somewhere in there that says e-transfer. So all you have to do is um, take money out of your account, you know, just like writing a check or whatever, um, or paying a bill, I should say. You know, pick what account you want the money out of, put the amount. And you put in Mike's phone number. That's it. And he gets it somehow. I, it, it goes through his phone. And um, it, Mike, I don't know, you might have to do something on your end, link your phone number to a bank account. I'm not sure. Um, but, like, it, it'll show up on your phone that somebody just sent you 100 bucks. You just go to the bank machine and pick it up. Well, you, you uh, yeah. It's called, you just... it's called e-transfer. Okay. Yeah, I'll look into it. It sounds pretty interesting. Probably helps the past. Yeah, I don't, I don't do um, internet banking. Yeah, so. well, th that's definitely a, a must. Well, yeah, I just don't like it, keeping all that stuff on the computer. Yeah, yeah, uh, I understand. I just find it very convenient, so I don't mind. Uh, my friend who I spoke about that owns, you know, properties Australia-wide, that she does all her banking like that. It saves a lot of time, a lot of hassle. All her stuff is done via yep. the computer, yeah. Here's one for you, Mike. Uh, guest 10 just uh, asked a question. Can a government application form be considered a contract if there is no terms and conditions that come with the application form? Well, I'm not sure that there's any application forms <clears throat> that don't have uh, terms and conditions involved. I'm not sure if they have a specific government application in mind, but uh, I would say number one, one of the terms or conditions would be you have to be a, a legal person or at least some kind of person registered in their system. 
So just because you don't see any terms and conditions blaring you and glaring you in the face, it doesn't mean there isn't any. I don't know if this is a good example or not, but if you go to a restaurant and you order steak and lobster, they're going to put PST and GST on top of that. Everybody knows you pay GST and PST around here. Yeah. So some well, things are just so obvious that nobody mentions, but it doesn't mean you can weasel out every little every little thing because it wasn't full disclosure or whatever you think the reason might be. I just kind of like wait for him to write a reply. He hasn't replied to your answer yet, so he must be happy with it. Yeah, it's it's. it's see, people don't think about um, everything is a contract. When you drive th when you drive up to the drive-through speaker and you order a Big Mac, that's a contract. They're offering Big Macs. You thought about it. You agreed to it. So there was the meeting of the minds or you wouldn't be in the drive-through in the first place. Then you make your order. Okay, you just ordered them. Now they're gonna perform and they're gonna make your Big Mac. And when they get to the window, you're gonna compensate them for the materials they used and the labor they put into it. You get your Big Mac, you pay them the money and you go. There's your benefit. So that's a contract. If I, if I give you a pen and tell you to give the pen to Bob, that's an offer. If you say, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll give Bob his pen back. Now you just agreed to be the trustee. That's the acceptance. So if you fail to give Bob the pen back, that's a, a trust relationship. You're a breach of trust. You've breached the contract. But people got to realize contracts are everywhere just because they're not on paper. Um, if... If uh, if me and you come to an agreement, our meeting of the mind is the contract. Somebody's got to mute out. If you're not talking, press star six. But if me and you enter into a contract together and we actually write it down, the written portion of the contract, it's not the contract. It's a memorialization of the contract me and you agreeing on something is the contract. We just put it on paper so it's convenient we don't forget. But contracts do not have to be written. Everybody gets on this nonsense, oh, there wasn't two signatures on that contract. There doesn't have to be. If, if I go to a bank and buy a house and I put my signature on something called a promise to pay or a promissory note, I don't need another signature on there. I gave my word. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. I gave my word and I even signed my name on it to prove that I gave my word. And that's a binding agreement. So people got to get off this nonsense about not, not two wedding signatures and all this other crap they signed in black ink, blah, blah, blah. It's all a bunch of crap. Your word is your bond. If you give your word, you better keep it because someone can call you on it and you're probably going to lose if they can prove it, which is where witnesses come in. And written documentation. If it's not in writing, you better get it on writing by way of letter. 
Okay, here's G10's uh, uh, question to your answer. The pen to paper equals intent to contract? I'm not getting that. Yeah, I'm not totally sure what that means, but when you when you put the pen to paper, that's just a memorialization of the contract. It's like recording the event. We made a contract, and just so everybody knows, this is the terms and conditions of the contract. To see if I if if you call me up. And you say, hey, Mike, come over to my house on Saturday and cut my grass and I'll give you 20 bucks. And I say, okay, I'll be there, no problem. That's the contract. And then all the small details details could be worked out. Am I using your lawnmower? Am I bringing my lawnmower? lawnmower you're paying for the gas? Those, are, those would be the terms and conditions. But at that point... I could sit down, write a letter, and say, greetings, Mike, according to our telephone conversation today, uh, you said you'd pay me 20 bucks if I cut your grass on Saturday, blah, blah, blah. And then that is a memorialization of the contract. I mail it to you, and then you decide if you're going to rebut anything I put on that paper or if you accept it as truth. So that's why writing things down and putting it in the mail is important because it's a written record and it's going to be an exhibit if it does end up you're filing a claim. I don't know how many ways to beat it over people's heads, but there's so many reasons this has to be on paper. I'm not just some asshole living in my mom's basement being an asshole to people. I'm actually telling, I'm hammering this into people's heads because it is very important. You're just going to hurt yourself if you're not doing it correctly. And that doesn't matter. Maybe some government actor is, is attempting to force a contract upon you. Get it in paper. Make your intentions clear. Because if you don't get anything on paper, they made an offer and you did nothing therefore agreeing or accepting their offer so you never want to uh you never want to let this stuff go you got to get it on paper okay g10 thank you for your answer no problem Nobody else? Uh, no questions on the board. Yeah, by the way, you can uh you can call me anytime if I uh if I don't pick up, I'm either sleeping or on the phone, but 
uh, I'll see your message or whatever, and I'll I'll get back to you. Oh no, that uh, I haven't like you notice I haven't been on Skype quite a bit uh, or for quite a while. I mean, and and uh, I don't know how I double clicked your name on Skype and it automatically dials. I had no idea it would do that. And yeah, it, hey, uh, I got that was an accident. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that to people all the time. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever done it. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll press something on Skype and it won't do anything. And just as I, I press it again, and then the screen changes and then it calls like yeah. uh, it was a big delay. So, or uh, I rotate my my phone too much and the screen auto rotates and magically clicks the call button. Or yeah, I've prank called people by accident a bunch of times. Yeah. No, I, I got uh, I double click. I don't know why it automatically dials, but you know, I guess that could be a good thing. You got to contact a lot of people, but yeah, that, that that was an error, anyways. Yeah. I just um, yeah, Mike. I just had a look, and it it looks like we can actually send. Um, money through Western Union through the post office, but I'll I'll give them a call and verify that. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same down down there, but up here there's um, there's Money Mart and conven or uh, sorry Western Union. There's convenience stores that have a little Western Union thing in them. Uh, Money Mart and Cash for You and places like that, the paycheck cashing places, they usually have Western Union. You're yeah, everywhere. but we'd have to. We would have to stipulate whereabouts it's going to, which union little store or something, wouldn't we? From here. I don't think so. I think you just send it Western Union, and I would go to anywhere that does Western Union, and they just go to their Western Union account. They see the money's gone through. Like I, I don't think it matters. I think I can. If if you put money. If you send money to me through Western Union, I think I can be anywhere in the world and just walk into a Western Union place and pick it up. Okay. Yeah, they uh, they seem to make it pretty easy. So. Now, do they charge you anything for um, uh, picking it up? I know there's a charge for making a deposit. No, I don't. I don't think I pay any fees at my end. I think the sender would pay everything. I'm not 100 percent sure though. No. The sender pays. The sender pays, and it's like uh, about twelve twelve dollars up to a hundred dollars or something. Yeah, it's pretty expensive to send through. I only did yeah, it once, and remember, I wasn't very happy having to do it that way. So you mean if it's a hundred dollars or less, it costs you twelve? Yes, from what I remember, from what I remember, yeah. it's like twelve dollars to send the uh, like up to a hundred dollars or hundred fifty. I think it was a hundred, something like that. Yeah, could be worse. I guess if it's an emergency, it's it's not it's not too bad if it's a absolute emergency, but little pricey if there's no hurry that's kind of what they're doing anyways right it's it's a way to get for people to get money through fast in the case of an emergency so
But yeah, another thing, um, going back to signing contracts and stuff, I was in an office once and uh, <clears throat> the lady handed me this waiver or whatever and she wanted me to sign it and I was reading through and I go, well, what does number four mean? And she goes, oh, I don't know, everybody signs it. <laughs> I go, that's nice that everybody signs it. I go, but what does it mean? And she goes, oh, I don't know. It's just a standard contract. It doesn't really mean anything. Just people always sign it. And I'm like, well, that's nice, but what does it mean? And she's like, uh, actually, I'm not really sure. And I'm like, well, could you ask somebody for me, please? Because she had no idea who to even ask. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And like you said, it was probably written by some lawyer. So they've got... They've got no clue what it would mean anyways. They were told what it mean maybe means, but that's probably a bunch of crap too, right? But see, people, people again think I'm just being an asshole, but I lock on to the main important topic and I don't let go. And people never answer my questions. But I asked her, what does it mean? And she said, everybody signs it. That was completely incoherent as an answer. I asked you, what does it mean? Not, does everybody sign it? And then I asked her again, what does it mean? And then she told me it's just her standard contract. Okay, again, you didn't answer my question. What does it mean? But, yeah, I don't know, no clue. I give these to everybody. They always sign and give it back. I don't know. What are you asking me questions for? (laughs) What do you want to know anything for? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just put your liability on the page. Who cares what it means? Yeah. <laughs> just bind yourself to all these rules you have no understanding of. And, and, and uh, you know, you say it all the time, and, and uh, Carl says it, it. It's just a matter of people will just sign it because they're too fucking lazy. Yeah. They're just too damn lazy to even want to know. Or the worst is when you start reading it and you realize I have no clue what any of this means. And then you get the brainwave. I may as well just sign it and get it over with. (laughs) Okay. You just, you just told yourself you have no clue what it says. So you think it's a good idea to sign it. But I don't know. We just, we need to start thinking with common sense. Uh, Yeah. People are too lazy to do that. Yeah. But it's also I want my I want my toy and I want it now. The fastest way to get my toy is to sign it. They told me if I sign this document I get my toy. Nobody wants to save for another couple of months or another another year. Everybody just wants it and wants it now. Well, again, I shouldn't say everybody, but I would say the vast majority, they just instant gratification. I think that silence you hear is uh, um, people saying, fuck, that's me. (laughs) 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 And a lot of us are guilty of it. 
Yeah, I still do it on occasion, but I, I, at least now, I think about the consequences. Okay, if I sign this, what could possibly go wrong? Okay, this could go wrong. Okay, I, yeah, it's not that big a deal. I don't think anything really bad can go wrong. I'll take my chance and fix it later. But if it's something serious, like a big contract, I, I'm going to make sure that I fully get it. I'm going to... I'm going to make sure if, if the benefit outweighs the burden. Well, you know what? Like a big contract, like a mortgage at a bank, that person you're sitting there with signing that mortgage, they have no clue what that any of that means. None. They don't like care. You. Yeah, they'll just say sign here, 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 and here. What am I signing? Just sign it. Everyone else does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't they care. No clue. Yeah, they yeah, don't they care. Don't, they, don't, they don't care because it came from the legal department and it goes right back to the legal department. What do I yep. care? I just get paid to to get you to sign here and to stamp here. Yep. And I put it on someone else's desk. Got nothing to do with me. I don't care about you. I don't care about your money. I don't care about your job, your family. I don't care about any of that crap. Just sign the paper so I can get a cut. That's all it is. My job. Give me money. Sign your name. You know what? I'm actually thinking it'd be a good, good um, experiment. Go to a bank, apply for a mortgage, and, uh, and and before you sign, start asking questions. I bet you they'll tell you to get the hell out of their bank. Well, they probably would. Yeah. What do you mean you want to know what all these questions uh, mean? Hire a lawyer. I said, okay, but they won't give you that contract unless you sign it. <laughs> so you can't bring it to a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that for a fact because I've asked. Well, can I take this and, and read it over before I sign it? No, nope. you can't take it out of this office. Yeah, and if you hire a Boy Scout to come to the office with them, they'll have a Boy Scout there, and the Boy Scouts will make their backroom Boy Scout deals, and yep. it's going to be a shit show anyway. Yeah, But that's oh, how it's oh. supposed to be. But that's how it's supposed to be anyway, because uh, the man is not borrowing money. Well, it's not supposed to be like that. It should be the man builds it himself if he can't afford to buy it. If he can't afford to build it all, build it all at once. He can build it in sections. He can go to his friends and family, get aid and assist from his fellow man before he goes running to a government or an extension of government. But that's my point. The the, the loans, the banking, and the, all that other stuff is for fictions. It's not for a man. Absolutely. That's why you're re- that's that's how you're reducing your status to that of a fiction to intercourse with a fiction. Yeah, but it's not even you. It's the entity that makes commerce. That is designed to make commerce and their commerce. Well, I don't know what all that crap was you just said, but if I'm a man, I'm not getting a mortgage. If I am getting a mortgage, I'm acting as a legal fiction. And so, therefore, I'm reducing my status to to interact with somebody lower than me or something lower than me. Or are you acting for the legal fiction? Because the legal fiction can't do anything. I'm not even going to split those hairs. I'm either going to be yeah. a man or I'm going to be a person, one or the other. Yeah, I was just reading uh, um, 
disclosure on the, on the credit card contract. And uh, it was interesting. It says um, legal name. So that's who they're dealing with, the legal name. Yeah. yeah. Now, what you said, Mike, earlier was that, uh, you know, it's not the way it should be. Uh, you know, it should be if you can't afford to buy a house, you build it yourself. Now, isn't that what that guy in England was trying to do, the, you know, that video that Bali had? And now they're trying um, to take a spring and make him tear down his house. <laughs> yeah, I, I when I, I watched that, I, I put it on and I was kind of listening to it. And I missed that, but what I think happened was he bought a piece of junk house and it was falling apart. They ordered it demolished, and instead of demolishing it, I think he put a bunch of hay bales around it and then built a castle wall around it. I think that might be the story, but I could be completely wrong. No, no, he built a... Well, I might be wrong too, but I watched it. And it looks like he built a pretty nice house. Yeah, I'm so, not sure if he, I'm not sure if he built it or if he just built a brick wall around the house and called no, it a new. No. House. no, it's not a brick wall around the house. That's for sure. It, it, it's a house. Yeah, it, like it looked like a pretty nice one. And actually, um, they're calling it a castle. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if he if he bought a rundown castle and fixed it up. And they're saying that the the foundation is no good. Destroy it. And he just renovated the inside, left the structure the same, and then put a put a castle facade on it, and said he built a brand new house. Then that kind of uh, there's a little bit to that story if that's what happened. Yeah, and and that's kind of what the news said that the foundation was crumbling and it was no good. But you know the the news is being told what to say. Yeah, uh, we all know yeah. that. Yeah, but just you know, they're trying I, to discredit him. Yeah, without paying full attention to it, what I got from it was that he just renovated it and put a castle wall around it and said he built it. Yeah, but I'm not really sure. I'd have to go back and watch it again. Oh, well, regardless, it's his property. Yep, absolutely. Yep. yep. But I'm guessing this probably started before he knew Bally. And he probably was the legal fiction in the beginning. So he's probably got some things to correct. Yeah. Well, hopefully Ballet knows enough to help him out, but uh, who knows? I've completely lost track of him. Yeah, he uh, he hasn't been around too much, but I think he's still active and doing his thing. Well, he's on TV with a nice friggin' suit on. <laughs> Yeah, he's a pretty snappy dresser, hey? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that didn't look like any cheap suit. It's come from a long way from that picture with uh, uh, KL and all the Punjabis. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, at first I didn't even know which one Bali was, but uh, you can tell now, but... Must be all that money he stole from Carl. Spent it on nice, fancy suits. Yeah, was, uh, I, I was kind of hoping. Uh, I was. I had a bit of a inside part of that story 
I promise I wouldn't say anything, but uh, I was at the beginning. I was hoping it was all a misunderstanding, but yeah, he kind of screwed Carl over. It's too bad. Yeah, no, I, I, believe it, I believe it was a misunderstanding. Yeah, I, what you got was all hearsay. I haven't seen any evidence. I'm staying out of it. I'm not making any accusations. For me, for me, it was uh, you know uh, uh, a whole bunch of lack of communication. I agree, but I also say that's a private issue between Bally and Carl, and us talking about it's not going to change anything. I don't think it's any of our business. No, definitely not. Well, other than other than to uh, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Bird. Huh? Bird. 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 Bird is the word. Oh, Mike, that's terrible. So you're gonna you're gonna flip the bird. <laughs> Absolutely. Little fingers bird. See, uh, Carl, one thing I do know that a mistake was made by Carl was that uh, Carl liked him, uh, liked Valley, and uh, trusted him quite a bit. And the miscommunication probably could have been um, easily rectified by a short contract, by, just like by or by communicating. Well, yeah, but you know. Uh, let's say, uh, not Carl or Bali, somebody else, same circumstances, you know, wanted to screw somebody over. The, the contract kind of helps keep you in honor, even if you wanted to, to try to screw, screw your friend over. But, you know, uh, Carl should have known, you know, the, the, it's both their faults, the way I see it. Uh, Carl could have said, yeah, you know what, I trust you, but, you know, Let's sign this piece of paper. Uh, maybe or, kind of avoided a lot. Or when uh, when things uh, happen the way they did, then you communicate about it and try to sort it out and get yep. the other side's uh, uh, view of what happened and try to try to rectify it, come to an agreement and solve it. Yeah. The way one, I see one thing they say is don't go in business with family or friends. Well, the way I see it is Valley's never done anything to me and Carl's never done anything to me and I'm on both their teams. I think it's unfortunate that they're not working together anymore, but I'm not going to point the finger at either one of them. I'm not going to pick sides. I just rather stay out of it. I don't really feel the need to talk about it. If Valley and Carl want to talk about it and hammer things out, that's great. But if not, whatever. Let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, I think this, uh, I hate saying movement, but I, I think this uh, movement would uh, be a lot stronger if they were working together, that's for sure. Yep. Actually, if we're all working together and communicating and, uh, you know, keeping up with each other and creating camaraderie and, and uh, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Now, I remember at the beginning of the year, Carl mentioned something that he thought this year this this was going to explode. You know, this uh, all this stuff he's teaching is going to really start catching on and just it's going to take off and explode. And, and then, uh, you know, then he got sick and then he had to move. And, you know, he's been off the air for how long now? Um, except for past Saturday. Kind of slowed things down a bit. Unfortunate. You know, and then the thing with Bali, dude. Um, yeah, kind of 
slow the problem down. is that, the problem is that this is all ragtag, well, and I there's think, a benefit. And there's a benefit to that, but at the same time, it's also a detriment. Go ahead. Well, the way I see it is, one thing obviously Carl's extra busy lately with the move and setting up the land and everything else. But on top of that, the guy's been saying the same thing over and over and over and over for years, banging his head against the wall. Very few, if any, people seem to be getting it. Donations are are in the basement. He's got better things to do with his life. I don't blame him. If I were him, I'd say piss on talk shoe calls. Effie is all. I got shit to do. I got a life to live. My time is done. I gave you all the answers. Do what you wish. I think if everybody started sending Carl donations with comments saying, we miss you, we love your shows, some kind of appreciation of some sort, he might be more inclined to do regular calls again. But if, On he's, the other... if he's just Sorry, repeating Bob. himself... If he's just repeating himself, nobody's donating and nobody's getting it. I understand his position 100%, and I'm on his side. He shouldn't be uh, wasting his time. He's above that. On the other hand, if people are donating and he's pissing on them, uh, and they stop donating or, or uh, you know, uh, reduce their donations, uh, that's the other uh, uh, side of that coin. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not in full agreement with that. If somebody's if somebody's paying him a lot of money to do something, that's different. If somebody's donating a couple of bucks here, a couple of bucks there every month, there's no obligation there. Yeah, but he promotes that if you donate, you get my attention. Yeah, I don't know. I just think. So I mean, people... I I can see I can see both sides, but it, it, I think it, I think they go hand in hand. I think if you want to get a following that you know donates, you have to pay attention to those people, so that encourages them to donate more because they're getting something out of it. Um, and, and the other way around, if we want him to be motivated doing things, we should be donating. But I think they both go hand in hand. Yeah, it's like anything. There has to be some kind of balance. I agree. You know, nobody yeah. wants to be donating. No, nobody wants I to be donating. I think he's already given heaps of his time. He's given hundreds of hours of his time with all the answers already. Yeah, yeah I agree. He's he's given almost every piece of the puzzle, and I think people got to realize they don't have to look everywhere for the answers. The answers are already there. They're in your head. They're in your heart. If you can't find them, you got to figure out what you're doing wrong. I think people got to stop looking for gurus to follow. I think people got to stop looking for the answers in the codes. I think people just got to stop and think and put the pieces together. Everything fits. They all snap into place. But it's just like if you get a puzzle, you dump all the pieces on the table. You don't just have all the pieces and everything's good. You have to look at the pieces, examine the pieces of the puzzle. 
and decide where you think they should go and you put it there. And if it fits with everything around it, that's where it goes. And people aren't thinking about it. People aren't putting the pieces together. They're just looking for more and more puzzle pieces from more and more puzzles. And now you got 10 puzzles all in pieces in a pile in front of you. That was pretty dumb. You should have just stuck with the basic pieces of the puzzle and put the puzzle pieces together before you look for more puzzles. I think everybody's got the answers. They're all out there. And that's that's good advice, but some people uh, think in different ways and have different knowledges and come at this from yeah, that's different fine. angles. I, I'm sick of hearing the excuses. If somebody if somebody's having a hard time putting the pieces together, there's something stopping them. So if they don't, if they're not learning this stuff, then they got to stop and figure out where the barrier is, what's stopping them from learning and overcome the barrier. Like nobody said this is going to be easy. Nobody said life is fair. You do your, you, it's like anything. You don't just buy a guitar in your Jimi Hendrix. You need practice. You need to work. You need to think. Put your nose to the grindstone. Sweat. Work this out. Do it. I think that's the big key people are missing is everybody Everybody wants to say, oh, Carl didn't give us the answer to this. Carl didn't. No, bullshit. You never looked through the pieces of the puzzle. Well, I think I think Carl gave, gave practically all the answers, like you said. What I'm saying is... You know, it takes, you know, people working on their own. Some people can work on their own. It takes, you know, people networking with each other and, and helping each other, observing and going and witnessing and all that stuff. And, and uh, you know, not just on the day of court, but, you know, all along up to it. Um, and, uh, and I don't think that's happening. And that's uh, what will bring this, uh, what, uh, you know, it's not really a movement, but whatever we're trying to do, that's what will give it some momentum and power and, and, and there's strength in numbers as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really buy all that either. Strength in numbers, I don't know what exactly you mean by that, but I if, think we, uh, if, I think if, we what, stick together uh, and discuss what we're learning and work it out amongst ourselves as a team that way. But in the end, every man and woman has to stand on their own two feet and actually carry out the act of being a man and do this for themselves. That that is true. But if we're trying to change how things are done and how they happen and how they receive what we do in in, uh, in court or wherever we go, it's going to take more than just one uh, man doing it one time. Yeah, but I'm not interested in that. I have no interest whatsoever in changing the system for anybody else. I'm going to change my life and how I'm going to deal with my public servants, and that's pretty much it. If somebody wants my opinion, if somebody wants a little bit of guidance or whatever, I'll help them out fine, but I'm not out to grab a million people and put them behind me and lead some big charge to save the world. I got no interest in any of that nonsense. No, I wasn't talking about that. What I'm talking about is, uh, you know, the first one that goes through and does it, it's going to be difficult. But then as, you know, three or four or five or ten do it, 
now they're aware that this exists and oh yeah this is like what their guy vital did uh you know and it it'll be easier for them to do it as well as you know us to do it because they've already you know they know that it can be done that it, that it, it, that's the way it happens yeah kind of i guess i don't know Yeah, I don't feel any need to go and look for people and bring them into safety or anything like that. I just figure if they come looking for me and ask for my help, I'll help them. But I'm not looking no, for that's people. Good. I mean, that's good, but how are they going to hear about what we do if nobody tells them? I don't know. That's not my problem. No, I know. I mean, it's not for everybody. That's what I do. I, I spread the word like I, as uh, well as I can. I actually asked Angela not to make a guest speaker page for me on her call because I'm not out to be famous. I don't really need my name out there. <laughs> I figure if anybody really needs help and they're ready to do it this way, they'll find me one way or another. Yeah, you're just afraid that you might not write on there and give thanks where thanks is doing the old. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> I, don't, I don't want. I don't want anybody accusing me of being the first one to talk about property. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's yeah, traveling. Yeah, no, I've um, um, I I actually I was over. I spent some time on the island on the weekend. Actually, I was over there for the whole weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know it's it's incredible, but anyway, um, I met some um, incredible people over there at the church, and um, he he works. Um, he's a marine biologist. Um, him and his wife and things like that, and they're having a lot of trouble with the council, and quite a a few people on the island are having a lot of trouble with the council, and. Um, there was a guy who's, um, you know, uni guy, very highly intellectual, and I said, well, look, you know, jump onto the Carl Lentz site, go look it up, you know, here's a talk shoe, have a have a listen to all these talk shoes. I've, ga- I've given them all the links. I've also given them the link for, for your talk shoe, Mike, um, invited them to, to join and ask any questions and you know so it's word of mouth and um, they're going to have a look at all Carl's stuff and um, I told her I I told her that at church in the morning and by the time we went around to their aquarium and their home in the afternoon around about two o'clock she had already googled Carl Lentz and had you know had been listening to him so that was that was a good thing you know it that already followed through with my suggestion Yeah, it's uh, it's good you're uh, leading the horses to water. Now it's just up to them. Hopefully they drink. Well, like I said, you know, I mean, we didn't leave them. You know, we were chatting so long. It was nearly lunchtime by, you know, by the time we left the church. And then, you know, it was only a couple of hours before we had seen them again for afternoon uh, tea. And by the time we'd, you know gone around there she'd she'd googled him she'd told john uh you know this guy john about it and they'd sat down and listened to a bit of carl's stuff already that's good yeah it is it's good you know and i said this is 
What's that? Getting them to drink the common law Kool Aid. <laughs> well, I was I was just just explaining. You know, it's under common law, and John said to me, "Well, common law is unwritten." And I said, that's exactly right. And I said, and that's why Carl is so good at this stuff. I said, Carl is the best in the world. So I said, look, jump onto Carl's site, listen to him. I said, also, there's clips that um, Craig Lynch has done. I gave them all the stuff for Craig Lynch as well so they could, you know, they could listen. And that's what they're doing. They took it all down. Awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, uh, you know, this guy is the marine biologist and that. He's done a lot of work in his field um, and he wants to set up a big clam factory, um, all all natural clam factory. He um, he did ages ago and he put, uh, I think it was 30,000 in total and he put 15,000 clams um, around Magnetic Island or something and about 15,000 at Palm Island will... All the ones at Palm Island got eaten by the by the natives because they they um they eat the meat from the clams. Just spreading the word and preaching the common law gospel. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, I learned something too. I learned where the best pearls in the world come from. Um, the best pearls, where they where they need it to be activated, um, actually comes from a mussel in the Mississippi. We're getting off topic. I know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what was that? The best pill? Pearl. Oh, pearl. Okay. All right. I was like, pill? I don't know. I, I thought, thought East Indians go for pearls. I thought it came from the juice store. I mean, jewelry store. <laughs> So, anybody got any law questions? No, no, not at the moment. Just getting all my all my uh, witness statements together at the moment at this time. Hey, did you guys like that um, link to the uh, why uh, government matters? Yeah, that was sweet, Holy man. Crap, I laughed my head off when I watched that. <laughs> where where is that? Is that in the Skype room? And which one? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll go find it. I'll put it on here. Just, uh, Thank, you. A minute. Thank you. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, I guess it's going to be a short call today. Good. I, I'm still buried in stuff to write. Yeah, good. And we also uh, have to uh, 
complete our stuff there too if you get a chance yeah, that, that's uh that's my next priority as long as uh like right right now my priorities are just making sure Shay gets through that nonsense hearing tomorrow okay and uh and uh helping you guys with that stuff we were talking about last night yep yeah if you got time after this call we can uh we can go over that stuff. I haven't even really had a chance to think about any of that yet. All right. But I'm pretty much, I think I'm pretty much caught up, almost caught up with what Shay needs for tomorrow. I can't remember what it is. There's something else I got to write for, but it shouldn't take yeah, long. L- LM's thing should be, should be pretty quick. I think we got most of it. Just need to uh, tighten it up and decide how, you know, how it's going to be sent. I think we we should add the Secretary of State. For sure, I was also doing some research in their code of uh, uh, who who can sign a warrant and stuff like that, and it just wasn't very clear. All I kept he- seeing was summons, summons. If somebody doesn't show, then you know maybe you send a summons again or something, and uh, it wasn't very clear. But then again, I'm an idiot in legalese. Yeah. That's Traveler One. Can you mute your phone? Maybe a call to uh, the Secretary of State tomorrow might might be something that should be done as well, just to find out. A call to the Secretary of State to find out, you know, where do I find who's uh, authorized to sign a warrant for somebody's arrest for not appearing. Yeah, it's a possibility, but um, yeah, I don't know if that's really the important issue. Like, oh I, no, like, no, no, I know that, but like, I'm saying it, it it would be good to know. Yeah, yeah, it would be good to know. Um, yeah, and something like that, it's not super important to the case right now, so it could be a phone call, but. Regardless of what the answer is, I think I would send a letter anyways after that just to get it on paper. Even the Secretary of State said this. Look at the paper. Yep. But, yeah, to get a fast answer because, again, just so people don't think they can use the phone, this isn't directly relevant to the case because the way I see it, keeping it simple... Whoever wrote their name on the paper bears liability for that paper. So we already know who to go after. If he wants to shift the blame onto somebody else, okay, great. You you dragged this guy in and called him the wrongdoer. Just get them to turn on each other. Yeah, does anybody know exactly what the duty of the Secretary of State is? Because I know they, I know they're in charge of keeping records of all the charters and everything, but I don't know who they have a duty and obligation to train, monitor, and discipline. Nobody knows about the Secretary of State, huh? 
Secretary of Hate. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just wondering if uh, if a corporation screws up big, is it the Secretary of State that revokes the charter, or is it somebody else? They might have a board or something. Yeah, but who is the they? Is it is this board under the Secretary of State's office? Like, I'm just trying to figure out where the buck stops. Yeah, it could be possibly under the governor, some type of review board, and then they recommend, uh, it's all, uh, probably, uh, you know, that's how they get cover. So it's probably acts like a grand jury type of thing. Who knows? Well, see, how I understand it is if I'm acting as a legal person and I'm making a complaint that Walmart injured me, it's my understanding I could sue Walmart, I could sue the CEO of Walmart, I could sue the attorney general, all the all these other people, like anybody who's liable. So I'm just wondering if it were a man and a corporation has done that man wrong. Obviously there's a man or woman at the corporation that that is responsible or liable, but as a man or woman working for a corporation that is chartered through the Secretary of State's office, I wonder who the man is that the man would go after for failure to train, monitor, and discipline. Okay. Um, Mike, um, I just Googled duties of the Secretary of State, and that's in the U.S., so I've just put up that link, what they do. Yeah, but, but careful, though, because that's the Secretary of State U.S. and not Secretary of the State for, like, New York State, right? There's a, there's a, oh. a, a State Secretary of State, and then there's a United States Secretary of State. Yeah, United States Secretary of State is uh, what uh, Hillary uh, Clinton was and now Jim Kerry is. That's totally different duties. Yeah, the Secretary of the State for the state of Texas, her duties and obligations are on all the licensing. Anyone that is licensed in the state of Texas. Yeah, but what is the duty and obligation? Is it just to... The duty to is to watch the licenses, make sure that they're all correct, and their licensings are, are correct. And, and, and that's all she does. For the person, and that's all she does, yeah. Well, like wow. She licensed the governor. She licensed the attorney general. She licensed the judges. Some judges. Uh, I think, I think there's judges. more. I think there's more to it than that. Licensing uh, all of the corporations, Walmart, yeah. but Starbucks, everything. Yeah. She watches all of that. She has a whole staff of a of mm -hmm. one thousand twenty eight people on there. But that watches but that. There is a lot more duties and obligations involved with the Secretary of State's office than just licensing. Like yep. they have, well, to, like if you want to put something in your file, you just write to the Secretary of State and you have it notarized, and you send that, and you have to send fifteen bucks, like I did with my lawful money. 
and uh, then she'll send it back to you and recognize the uh, uh, notary, and then she will tell you that she has now stuck this in your file. And that's what yeah. she did for me. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <coughs> yeah, I know they're... Um, I know they're required to um, to uh, file, like to keep all the charters of all the corporations on file. And I know they're in charge of apostilles and all that other crap. But I'm just not sure if they're the ones. Like, if I if a corporation causes me harm, if I can hold the man as Secretary of State liable, or if I would have to go after the Attorney General. Like I don't you hold, know. Hold the man, whoever's in charge of the corporation. Yeah, and if it was the state, if it was the secretary of state, then they, you would write in there the woman Don, or man. Don secretary has, of state. as the governor, as the executive officer. Well, the governor really is controlled by the secretary of state because she has to license the governor to be the governor. Well, the governor is the head magistrate, as far as I know. The head magistrate is to be stylized as the governor. As far as I know, there's no such thing as a governor anymore. It's the head magistrate is styled as the government, or as the governor. Well, they're saying well, we're just... We're they're just, just gonna gov- they're governors the of the state. They're not governors of the people. The people yeah. can't live in that state unless they wish to be 14th Amendment citizens. Yeah. Or they, they wish to be on that federal territory. I, I believe yeah. the governor. I, I can't the live governor, in no place but my body. I can't live in a state. I can't I believe live in the a governor, county, a town, or nothing. I believe the governor has more than one um, duty, an duty or title. He's got yeah more than one hat he wears. Yep. Yeah. Well, they take a double oath. Yeah, I, I don't know. We're kind of spiraling Either off into. All this other stuff that I don't really want to get into, but do we have to know all this stuff, Mike? Do we have to know all this stuff? Because I, I don't want to learn this stuff. I don't yeah, want to I know this stuff. I, yeah. I, you know, behind all those titles is a man or a woman, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get into Fourteenth Amendment citizens and all this other yeah, crap. Brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I just, do sen- there's two different senators. In each state, you know, and there's two different yeah. programs that are senators, and there's two different governors. You you have to really get way in deep into it to find out what's going on. Yeah, we we don't you know? really want to. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a big that's a big deal. I mean, Ed yeah. Rivera, he just says don't don't go on their territory and you won't get burned. You well, know, okay. I usually do what Ed Rivera says. Just so, so Mike, be, your original question was, somebody's working for a corporation, so an employee, yeah. and someone else in that corporation done them harm? Yeah, say, okay, let's say just just to keep everything just very simple. Thank say, you. I'm a man, say I'm a man and I walk into Walmart, and some guy, some man in a Walmart, in a Walmart uniform, Walmart. somebody's got a press star six. But so say I go into Walmart, I'm just a man in Walmart, and some man in a Walmart uniform grabs a hockey stick off the rack and whaps me in the kneecap with it. 
that man caused me harm, and I go after him man to man. If he's refusing to give his name or some kind of other nonsense, whatever it be, and I have to go above his head to get answers, I can talk to the man who is acting as manager because that man has a duty and an obligation to train, monitor, and discipline his subordinate. So while he's a manager, he has a duty and obligation to correct the actions of his employee, the man that whapped me. And if he doesn't give me any answers, if he's not cooperating, I could then write to the CEO of Walmart, don't get anywhere with him. I would go up the line, maybe the attorney general, then the secretary of state. Like I'm just, obviously I'm writing to the man to man, but I'm reminding him. When you go to work on Monday, you got a job to do. So as a man, you took on the duty and obligation to fulfill this role, and you didn't do it. Your watchdogs got out of your backyard and bit me. So I'm just wondering if you were going up the chain of command, where exactly the Secretary of State fits in. Because I get that he houses or keeps on file all the charters of all the corporations. I don't know if he himself has the power to revoke it or if there's another title that has the authority in their world to do the revoking of the charters. I just don't know if the Secretary of State can revoke it or if he's just keeping them on record. Okay, well, what I would say to that is, um, and I know this was, you were just trying to keep it very simple, but I think it would have to be a much more extreme than a wacko employee uh, yeah. busting a, a hockey stick over, you know, uh, across your legs to revoke well, their business license. But well, I would say whoever signed the business license has the power to revoke it. So who who signed their business license? I guess that would be somebody at the Secretary of State's office, probably. That's yeah. a good way of thinking of it. Whoever whoever gave it can take it away. Exactly. Well, that would be that would be a corporate charter, not not business license. They probably have to get business uh, license locally in the town or city. But I agree. He's talking about the corporate charter. Just yeah. whoever, whoever signed it is is whatever it may be has the the authority to take it away. Now that only yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I haven't looked it up, but Vital's absolutely right. The uh, the business license would probably be through City Hall, the municipality, township, whatever. But the um, the corporate charter, I would have to look into it. But my guess at this point would be that the Secretary of State is the one uh, approving or disapproving these corporations. Because if they're putting them in, if they're the ones in charge of filing and keeping the records, they're probably the ones that are saying yay or nay. So I'm guessing. Who who would that be in Canada, I wonder? If I'm not mistaken, we do have Secretary of State, but I don't know if that's for Canada or if they have them for the provinces too. But I, I. For a while, I didn't know what a Secretary of State was or what they did, and it was just my belief that if I'm going that route, that the Attorney General of the province is the top of that tree, unless you want to go above province for some ridiculous reason. But 
I always figured the, uh, the the man acting as attorney general was the to- go-to guy. I would imagine no corporation would want to get it past their door. So I have a feeling the CEO and or board of directors will do everything possible to, you know, to um, satisfy uh, whoever's putting the claim in. They don't want to ever take a chance of losing their corporate status. Hey, you know one way to find out who who pulled their uh, corporate charter or whatever it is you called is um, when General Motors went bankrupt, um, they have, they're no longer a corporation now. They're a limited company now. So who, who pulled that? There might be a way to find out. I'm back. Where'd you guys go? Everyone. I think when you go bankrupt, I think when you go bankrupt, you have to close your doors anyway. Well, no, they just uh, uh, passed it on to somebody else, changed the corporation name, reorganize. Yeah, GM never closed their doors. They just changed their name. Well, yeah, the corporation, the actual corporation name has to close their doors. They change your name. Yeah, they could. They could change the CEO. They could change the board. There's all kinds of things that you know. Negotiation happens with uh, you know whatever secretary of state or whoever's uh, coming after them. It's not just uh, shutting the door down. Now, all, all I was saying is that somebody up there at the top had to sign something and take General Motors um, um, Corporation out of the picture. You know, they're, they're no longer, the, you know, the, they no longer have that charter to run as a corporation. Yeah, if they if they if they choose to be a fiction and operate under the government's protection then somebody has to approve their existence into the the corporate world. Yep. Somebody had to approve their charter in order to, whoever can approve their charter can revoke it. That's the way I see it. Right. That's correct. Um, I remember seeing something, um, uh, geez, can't remember even where, probably somewhere on the internet. Um, it was a government, jeez, oh, you know, I think it might have even been Australia, uh, killed somebody's person. Like, the, they said that person is deceased, you know, talking about the birth certificate and all that. And he was fighting like hell saying, you know, he wanted a bat. Uh, I, I forget how it all happened, but it'd be the same type of, uh, of scenario. Somebody created the person, and the, that same person obviously... Uh, or someone in that position um, uh, pronounced it deceased. In other words, revoked it, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's all a bunch of nonsense to me anyways. Not my birth certificate. What do I care? 
<laughs> yeah, well, the same idea, right? It's not your corporation either. But yeah. All I was saying, all I was getting at is there's someone that has the authority to do that all. Yeah, well, if a heavy or if um, if a corporation called World Boxing whatever decides to give somebody the title of champion of the world heavyweight boxer whatever, that league can take his title away at any time. Right. It's, it's the same it's thing. Just like a driver's I, license. But if it I give belong my to daughter, you, it belongs to them. If I give my daughter permission to have a cookie, I can take away her privilege of having a cookie. Right. So are you chasing down a corporation now, Mike? Somebody somebody after a corporation or just something you're kicking around? No, just um, just corporate actors doing, just being sneaky, I guess, being naughty. Yeah, like uh, State Farm. Volkswagen? Yeah, just any any corporation you're dealing with and you're dealing with people man-to-man and they're giving you the runaround, they're not following their own rules, they think they do whatever they wish. Just, yeah. I'm just wondering the chain of command, just seeing, just trying to think about what role exactly the, the Secretary of State has. Just kind of knowing yeah, yeah. the proper chain up the ladder. And uh, just to uh, clarify a little bit uh, on, um, you know, they can't just close the doors or whatever. It has to be done with uh, just cause or or some type of thing like that. Yeah. The thing is, uh, I think I know where you're going with it, Mike, but um, I don't think there's any doubt right now that governments are are pretty much controlled by corporations. So it's going to be hard, uh, you know, for... That's true. They are official, it's going to be hard for a government official to, you know, yank a, a, something like that from a corporation. You want to bet? So I, I see what you want to do, though. I want you. I, I you want to hold them, you know, uh, liable. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't necessarily know if I want to do any of that, anyways. It's just trying to figure out what roles people are playing, but I don't know. I think. Uh, I think if there was some kind of terrible trespass and I had to go up the chain, I think I could wreak havoc on a corporation's charter. If I do it properly, as long as I'm polite, respectful, and honorable, I'm standing in what I believe to be the truth. I know I'm right. I'm full steam ahead. I think there's a very good chance I can really cause some problems for a corporation's charter. Yeah, and they'll try to slow you down with every legalese book that the money could buy to as many lawyers they could throw at it. That's yeah. why you have to go man to man. Yeah, Yeah. The, the problem for them is I'm turning into a pit bull. I, I lock on and I don't let go. Once I sink my teeth in, you're done. Yeah, like, you got to watch out for the legalese trap, and I think you could. Yeah, I, I, the legalese trap isn't such a big deal for me anymore. Yeah. Like I just, I just honed my skills, my technique down. I just, I got, I got blinders on now. I don't give a shit what the other side's doing. I'm going to yeah. give them proper notice. They can do as they wish. They can act accordingly. I don't give a shit what they do. I don't care if they answer me. I don't care if they send me paperwork. I got a mission. It's full steam ahead. 
get off the track or the train's going to hit you. I'm done playing games. I'm just focused now. Okay, uh-huh. you don't have this, you don't have this, you don't have, uh, no, forget it. You guys aren't getting away with this. Not going to happen. Well, they'll shut you up either with money or some other nefarious means, but, uh, uh, yeah, you can probably do it. So, there's always somebody at the top that does not want to go to jail. Yep. Yeah, the yep. buck stops somewhere. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, if and remember like, the holy big crap, fish. I'm, I'm, I'm being held liable for this. <laughs> Screw that, yeah. man. <laughs> well, going back, and remember, to, keeping, going back go to keeping it simple and basic, my daughter does something stupid, whatever. Her brother, her older brother's covering for her. And then all of a sudden, mom gets involved and she's sticking up for everybody underneath her. And then the cops bang on my door and tell me what's going on. And I'm like, what? I'm going to ream out my wife. I'm going to ream out my son. I'm going to ream out my... Everybody's catching it. All the shit rolls downhill. And I'm going to say, I'm, I'm not going to deal with this. What do you guys think you're trying to pull? Because if I'm the man and it's my household and I'm the one being held liable for this, I have the duty and obligation to train, monitor, and discipline my subordinates. I'm going to be getting to the bottom of this. And I'm going to tell that cop, okay, I take responsibility for what my property has caused. Uh, I'll compensate the man or woman. Here's the cash, whatever. Get them to write me a letter. Stop by, knock on the door. I'll fix everything. But I'll... Somebody's got to press star six, but I will settle the matter honorably because I don't want to go to jail or whatever the consequence may be. So I'm going to have to settle because the owner bears the liability and I'm going to, after I compensate and straighten everything out, my subordinates are going to have some explaining to do, which is all I'm really concerned about. If you want to, if you want to remote your wife and your kids and, get them in order and fix what's happened to me, I'm good. I could also sue you. I could sue your wife. I could sue your kids. I, I got all kinds of options. If you think you can call down to them and straighten them out and fix me, then I'm fine. What do you wish to do? You want to get sued? You want to help me out? You want? What's your wish? Put the ball in their court. And remember, the big fish eat the little fish. Yep. Yeah, they'll point the finger on each other in a heartbeat. If they think they're going down, somebody's going down with them or in their place. Except for the piranhas. <laughs> the piranhas. But if my dog gets out of the backyard, my dog isn't ordered to pay the bill. The owner of the dog is ordered to pay the bill. The owner is the one that's liable. So... Walmart does something stupid. I don't I don't deal with Mr. and Mrs. Walmart. Bob, the CEO. I'm looking at you. I'm talking here's my here's my letter. You've been given proper notice. You got a situation to fix. And I don't care if I write to a man or woman in, in a quote unquote legal department, that's fine. If I get my money, I'm happy. If I don't get my money, well, I guess we're going to go to court and we're going to see how quick you're going to give me my money. But I don't know. There's got to be a balance between freaking out and throwing a fit and just walking away. 
you can't just walk away. You can't throw a fit and scream and yell. You're going to have to be polite, honorable, and, and respectful. But you cannot back down. When they come up with some kind of nonsense, shut them down. When they come up with more nonsense, shut them down. Just people got to stop learning, or people got to stop taking the crap. And you file a notice and they say, oh, we're not going to pay attention to it. If you just walk away and suck your thumb and pout, you just lost. You lost. You did, they didn't beat you. You beat yourself. People got to learn how to hold these people accountable and stop taking no for an answer. Stop whining and crying when they get a no answer. Just be a man and hammer them hard. Anything out of their mouth and anything they utter on paper is all pure nonsense anyways. Just a matter of being quick with your retorts. Bob says, uh, I owe a debt. Says who? Verify the debt. Like, bring the man or woman forward. Somebody take a stand. No problem. If I owe a debt, prove it. If you claim I breach a contract, bring the contract forward. Bring the man or woman that says they entered this contract with me. I want to see my name on the paper. I'll be more than happy if they bring in a photocopy of the Highway Traffic Act that I actually signed. I'll take a copy of it, no problem. I'll take one. <laughs> what, a copy of my contract? Yeah. My my alleged contract? Yeah. <laughs> the contract allegedly between I and my person? <laughs> I or my person? But I don't know, anytime they say something stupid, just say prove it. What are you talking about? You just pull this out of your ass, a little birdie tell you, where are you coming up with this? Because more times than not, they can't prove any of their nonsense. They can't bring forth Mr. and Mrs. United States of America... They can't bring forward the bank. They can't. Nobody can verify the bill. They just see it come up on their computer screen. There's no witnesses. There's no contract. There's no harm loss or like nothing. Absolutely nothing. Almost every single time. Most of their answers are uh, more legalese bullshit, statutes, acts. That's yeah. how they answer. Yeah. Well, that's my famous trick. Somebody sends. Some some man acting as lawyer sends me a 30-page document. I'm not even going to waste my time reading it. Couple couple lines at the beginning, look for a signature, see who's in charge, who's liable for this nonsense, and then just write him back a letter. Uh, greetings, Bob. Thank you for your letter. See a copy enclosed herein. All 30 freaking pages. I don't understand what do you wish that I do. And all those 30 pages go in the garbage. Now he's got to write me a man-to-man letter and say, well, what I'm saying is pay this debt or I'm throwing you in jail. No, beautiful, Bob. Thanks for your threats and extortion. Yell me in the court of record any time. Get on the stand, big boy. Let's hear your uh, first-hand personal knowledge. But people got to stop running around looking for all these little details to fight, rebutting everything point for point, blah, blah, blah. I don't care if I jumped over the moon without a permit. Bring the man forward. That's it. 
I don't care what you believe. I don't care what your nonsense on paper says. Where's the man? That's all I'm interested in. If there's a debt, bring forward the man. Let him verify it. If he says I've caused harm, loss, or injury, bring in the man. Let's hear how what I heard his feelings. It doesn't matter what it is. Where's the man? Okay, I breached the contract. Bring the man in that believes I have a contract that binds me to him. Always where's the man? And establish the fact that you're a man too. Are you guys looking for a man or are you guys looking for a legal person? Giddy up, I'm waiting for an answer. Before I go through with any of this nonsense, are you looking for me? Are you looking for my neighbor? Are you looking for my car, my rock, my mail? Are you looking for a man, me? Ask them that question at an arraignment. Are you looking for the man or the legal person? You might get a a bit of silence. You might get some flaring tempers. Who knows? But that's going to be a hard question for them to answer truthfully. But Carl, Carl just cut out all the crap. I'm a man. Where's the man that says I do wrong? He boiled it down to nothing. This is all it is, the bare bones. I'm a man. Where's the other man? If there is no other man, we have no controversy, no case, no jurisdiction. Anything you guys want to throw at him, whatever. If there's no man coming against I, a man, we're done here. And people got to stay focused on the bare facts, the, the, the minimum. Chop the, chop the tree down at the root. Stop clipping little leaves off here and there everywhere. Just chop the freaking thing down. Yeah, I think what most people are afraid of is, yeah, where's the man? Uh, what I think the people are afraid of is, uh, what if somebody says, well, here I am right here. Beautiful. Um, on the stand. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they're not thinking that far in advance. All right, well, they'll take the stand. Okay. They know you now take the stand. Now what questions are yeah. you going to ask them? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's all the same questions. Do you believe I caused you harm, loss, or injury? Yeah. Like basically, did I did I cut you and make you bleed or break a bone? Did I cause you to lose some kind of money or I don't know? Did I run around the neighborhood, call you a pedophile, ruin your reputation? Like, what are you saying? I I did to you firsthand personal knowledge. What did I do wrong? And that's pretty much going to shut them down anyways. Well, my computer said that you did this. Really? So your computer talked to you. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'd like, I, like it. I, I would just love someday to, uh, you know, the, the, the law say, or the, the, the statute says, really, the statute can talk. And then to ask the judge to send him for a psychological evaluation. Yeah. I would love to yeah. hear somebody say that. That would be great. Our office represents. Yeah. Yeah, we have come across new information. 
Yeah. It's all a bunch of crap. Yeah. I don't know. People get so... I get it that people are in a bit of a rough situation. They're panicking. They're angry. Everything else. But I don't know. People got to just sit back, relax, and laugh. When they read this stuff, like you're going through a stressful situation, you should be taking every opportunity to laugh. And you, when you read this nonsense these lawyers are writing, see it for the joke that it is, laugh your head off, and then write them a very simple letter. And then just Who's laugh. <laughs> how are they going to answer this letter? And just laugh. Like that, to me, that's hilarious. Get 30 pages of nonsense. Just, I, I don't understand your letter. What do you wish that I do? Like, dude, you just, you just wasted an hour of your secretary's time copying and pasting all this bullshit. And I shut it down with one simple question. What do you wish that I do? Duh, I don't get it. Yep. I'm a freaking idiot in regard to legalese. You wrote all this crap. I'll never understand it. As far as I know, it's just private law anyways. I can be charged for trying to use your your laws. And why, why would I even waste my time? Just tell me, just give me the quick facts. What are you, what are you telling me to do? Is this an order? You know, thank you for communicating a threat and uttering extortion. Uh, you got any facts? Any proof? Thanks for your letter, Bob. I didn't see a verifiable claim anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Carl's famous two-word lawsuits, uh, what debt? Write <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lawsuit on the back of a match pack, what debt? Obviously, Bob's not a bullshitter. He's got some kind of verifiable bill, some kind of proof somehow. He's willing to take the stand and tell us how he knows all this stuff. Yeah, just focus on the basics and the bare minimum. Stop trying to argue about how many how many miles you were going over the speed limit. Stop arguing about all this ridiculous crap. Just ask, where's the man? I don't know if the judge is a judge and the prosecutor is a prosecutor. It's kind of looking like I'm the only man in this courtroom. Where's the witness? Is there a man? Is there an injured party? a man or woman that had some kind of harm happen to them due to my actions or inactions. Somebody gets screwed up because of something I done. Where are they? Yeah. Yeah. I believe I've had a false claim made against me. We're taking care of this right here, right now. And that'll put them back in their seat. Where's the man that says I did something wrong or is this a false claim? Just say, say I require leave of court to go file my my own claim and get to the bottom of this one way or another. Who's who's moving this case? Oh, you, Bob, you're moving? Okay, great. 
just ask him a question, the kick in the balls question, whatever it will be. And then when he gives you the stupid answer, okay, go file your claim. Bob just said it. I asked him point blank. Did you, did you not? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Your word. You can go file my claim now. Thanks. Yeah, that's fine. Issue a warrant. Yeah, whatever. Have a good day. I'll have to file my claim now. wonder if you'd only have to do something like that once and uh, next time they ever seen you in there, you know, crown versus. I bet you it would go away real damn quick. Yeah, <laughs> They'd only you, want to face you once. But if you, if you just told them I require leave of court to go file my claim, you ask Bob the big question and he gives you the stupid answer and you just say, okay, well, I'm going to file my claim now. Have a great day and walk out, and they're like, oh, if you leave, we're going to issue a warrant for your arrest. Yep, that's great. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. Bye. I'm going to file my claim now. I bet you you're not going to get arrested, and there's a good chance that no bill will show up. You might not get another. You never know. They might just, holy crap, the best way to avoid this is just shut the hell up now. And it it could, I wouldn't expect it, but it could just go away like that. Just nobody says anything ever again. They might send you some kind of ridiculous piece of paper that really has nothing to do with the case just to see what kind of stupid response you give them and jump in their jurisdiction again. Yeah. Which is fine because then you just write the very short, simple letter. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Explain it to me. What case? What are you talking about? Whose property? I wonder if you're, like like you said, if you're walking on your way out, yeah, all right, I'm going to make my claim now. The judge says, I'll put a warrant out for your arrest. And turn around and tell him, I'm sorry, did you just say, if I don't do it, will you tell me you're going to break my knee? Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah, you, huh? yeah, yeah, just, just, just thank him. Yeah. Thank, thank him for uh, uttering extortion in yep. a public venue. Yep. Did you just utter a threat? Yeah, that, that that's a that's pretty blatant extortion for a public yeah. servant to be uttering in a public venue. Yeah, I think they would all back off pretty quick. And I don't think you'd ever be asked to come to court again for you know all that bullshit, <laughs> unless yeah, there's a man there ready to fucking make a claim. <laughs> but everybody has to realize. If it did actually get that nasty, you got to be prepared to maybe spend a couple of days in jail because you don't know what's going to happen. I don't recommend that for everybody. You're going to have to be confident and you're going to have to have the belief and you're going to have to have the balls and a couple extra days in case you go in. But yeah, there's plenty of ways of handling yourself, but you got to stand on your beliefs 100%. It's much easier for some people to just let them just, just stand in court at, sorry, stand at court and just like a broken record. I don't understand what you're saying. Did you receive my notice and let them do whatever they want? Like, just do not interrupt them in any way. They ask you a question, same thing. I don't understand what you just said. 
uh, did you receive my paperwork? And they can say what it, say do whatever they want. They can. It, it seems to be pretty common where they say, "I'm going to issue a warrant for the defendant's arrest," and then you walk out of the courthouse into the lobby, or out of the courtroom into the lobby. You walk out of the lobby into the street to the parking lot. You get in your car, and they never arrest you. It's an idle threat. They're throwing at you just in case because it scares the crap out of people. Yeah. It just it just works. That's why they do it. Yeah. Yeah, call her bluff on that right away. Did you just utter a threat? Yeah. yeah, when they see that you're angry and they see that you're afraid or they see that you're confused, they're going to lay right into you. Yeah. As soon as they expose a weakness, they're diving right in. Yeah, pretty much anything they say is uh, Japanese, so what the hell would you give a damn what they say? Yeah, exactly. Let them do whatever they're going to do. If they want to issue a warrant, issue a warrant, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to file my claim later. As soon as you leave the courthouse, you can address it. And like, if you don't want to say anything in court, which I don't recommend, just keep your big trap shut when you get out of court. Just write a letter to him. Greetings, Bob. During our meeting yesterday, did you tell me if I don't do X, you're going to do Z? Ask him. On paper, fix it later. Like, if it makes you feel safer to be inside your living room, thinking about writing a letter and getting a little help on Skype, if that feels a little better than flapping your lips in front of a bunch of bailiffs, then just shut your mouth, go home, and fix it on paper. If you're brave and confident and you know what you're doing, you hammer them right there in the courtroom. But just be just be aware that if you open your mouth, there's a good chance you're going to give up jurisdiction or you're going to confess to something or you're going to do something stupid. Yeah, if they start throwing threats at you, whether it be the man acting as judge or the man acting as prosecutor, when they're throwing threats at you that scare the crap out of everybody else and you're not even blinking, that gets them a little bit rattled. When they're making accusations right to your face in court and you're twiddling your thumbs and not understanding a word that's coming out of their mouth, now they've hit a serious roadblock. How are we going to deal with this guy? He's not joking. He's a he's a he's a well trained idiot. Like he knows his he knows our crap doesn't apply to him, and he's not buying a, a a half a teaspoon of our crap. That gets them rattled. I've said it before. I said it before too. If the judge is yelling at you, or the prosecutor is yelling at you, you're either a being a serious asshole, or b you're winning and they know it. When the judge loses jurisdiction, that might get him a little hot under the collar. Might scare him a little bit. He might have to pass liability on the prosecutor where it belongs. I'm supposed to protect the prosecutor, but if I do, I might get sued. Prosecutor it is. He might throw the prosecutor under the bus. Save himself. 
when the the prosecutor starts rambling all these crap, just get out a pencil and paper and start playing actors and O's. So everyone... (laughs) I would... I would... Disrespectful. I would... Just say, oh, you know, I just say, I don't know what he's talking about. Just when I'm at home, just to stay awake. Yeah, I wouldn't... Yeah, your your sounds kind of glitching, but I wouldn't be picking up a pen and paper just because I don't want them to get the stupid idea I'm taking notes of this garbage. No, I'm playing X's and O's. Yeah, I think I'd just uh, look the other way, look at the ceiling tiles, look at the floor, twiddle my thumbs. Not be a serious asshole, but just, I, I don't know if two Chinese guys are talking on the bus. Do I look at them? Do I try and figure out what they're saying? Hang on every word? I have no clue what these guys are talking about. I don't care. Maybe they're talking about me, my funny nose, my ugly shoes. I, whatever. I'm not going to get all pissed off. I'm not going to get all pissed off because they're talking about me because I don't understand that crap anyways. How would I know? Taking out a newspaper. <laughs> Your sound's taking a crap. I can't hear what you're saying. It's all glitchy. Mike, you're all, you're all broken up. Well, so, sorry. So, so take out a newspaper. Start reading it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go out of my way to look extra disrespectful, but it's just the point that I don't know what they're saying, so why would I be looking at them listening to every word? like two Chinese guys on the bus talking back and forth. I, I, I'm not even going to acknowledge their conversation. I'm going to mind my own business. And if one of them looks directly at me and starts talking to me in Chinese, I'm going to say, sorry, man, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. Is my umbrella on your foot? Uh, what are you saying to me? that be tall chewing or typing? Chewing the typing. Chewing your chewing keyboard. Chewing the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm on. So got- Tapping my burger. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, I can hear you trying to talk, but you're not coming through at all. It's all robot, glitchy, weird noise. I don't know if you're calling through the computer, you might want to log out and log back in, but you can't hear anything. He was just saying goodnight. Is that what he told you, or is that what you believe? It sounded like that. Oh. <laughs> sounded like legalese or Chinese or something.
Man calls suicide hotline. SWAT team responds and kills them. Say what? A man calls the suicide hotline. A SWAT team responded and killed them. Is that a joke or a real life story? No, it's real news. Or maybe news. real fake. I don't know. Huh? Is that yeah, real news? Sounds like a bit of an oxymoron. <laughs> well, because we have a lot of fake news. After all, news means lots of new things. Well, it's 11 o'clock. You want to wrap it up? Oh, you already wrapped it up. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if people have any questions or something to talk about or some kind of success story. I'll go for a little longer, but I do got a lot of stuff to do, so I got no problem wrapping up early if nobody's got anything. All right, then. Good night, everyone. Thanks for coming. Ta-da! <laughs> Did you just ta-da? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now, get your own show, Vitale. What? And then, Mike, you can jump on and say, okay, that's it. It's all over now. See you later. <laughs> ta-da. <laughs> It's all Fox. Yeah, it's funny you say that because he does have his own show and I do come on his show and say stuff like that. Uh, So, Vital, when is your show on? My show is on all the time, 24 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) It's a live show. Hi. Was that, that oh, who was it that said the show never ends? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't have a schedule. I may start doing it on Saturday at nine o'clock or after sunset. Okay, so that's taking over, like, um, Carl's, you're taking over from from where Carl would have normally gone? Yeah, I'm going to take over his slot, seeing that he's not using it. I'm going to lay claim for it. Maybe he'll start doing a call every other Saturday night. Well, you're going to settle for every other Saturday? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he... uh... He had his call on Saturday, and 
his talk shoe page shows that he's going to have another one on Saturday. I don't know. I, I missed little bits and pieces of the call. Surprise, surprise. But I heard that wow. he said he's planning on having a call this Saturday, but I'm not sure. That'd be good. It's winter, winter's coming up. So maybe he's trying to do a few shows to get some Christmas presents. Maybe. <laughs> you know, he's trying to please Santa Claus. <laughs> Get off that naughty he, list. He could, he could actually be Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm telling him you called him fat. Yeah, everyone <laughs> is going to be getting coal. <laughs> He's not fat. He's fluffy. <laughs> How do you know? You poked him? <laughs> and I mean, poke, and I mean poke with your finger. <laughs> He's is, he is solid. He's, He's solid with a beard. I was talking week, about his beard and his hair. This this might be a good time to practice the uh, close your mouth before you get yourself in trouble times. I was talking <laughs> I think about a good time to beard, the call. No, I was talking about his beard and his hair. But see you don't how have the, a beard. But see how the more you say, the more trouble you get into. <laughs> you don't have a beard. Are you talking about his big eyebrows? Well, well, then he shaved it off since the last time I've seen him on the YouTube clips. I got big eyebrows too, by the way. (laughs) So everyone would get cold in their stocking if, if he was Santa. Because you're sloppy and lazy. Cold for you because you've been sloppy and lazy. He hasn't said that in a while, huh? Yeah, I uh, decided to give Carl a break, and I call everybody sloppy and lazy all the time now. (laughs) Maybe he'll start using slacker. I'm not on the on the computer. How many people are on? I don't know. Probably not many. I scared everyone away. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, even on uh, Skype, there hasn't been much going on on there. I think my uh, listenership's declining. Yeah, that's because you've helped everybody. They don't need you anymore. Oh, I thought everybody was getting sick of hearing me say the same old, same old every week. So you need to freshen it up and say some new, some new once in a while. Well, I don't know. If somebody wants to start asking some new questions, I'll start giving some new answers. What are you, a slacker? You don't prepare for your own show? You want other people to prepare for you? This ain't my show. I didn't come here to hear me. (laughs) 
Where's that slacker, LM? Facebook? This is the beer store? I wonder if you can ca- I wonder if you can call in with Facebook. I don't know about it. I don't know anything about Facebook, so I'm not sure if that was a joke or not. <laughs> he might be on the chat. So, 35-year-old from Utah called the suicide prevention hotline, hotline at 4 a.m. Within seven hours, he was dead, killed by the police. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to, <coughs> hard to give my thoughts on that when I don't know any of the story. I don't know, maybe he was threatening to kill himself with an axe and he turned the axe on them when they got there. I don't know. Kind of impossible to say without knowing any of the details. Of course, the details from the news report probably aren't the best details to go by anyway. Especially from the police. Yeah. And there's no witnesses there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the news is really going to do any um, due diligence. Cops are going to hand them a police report and a statement. That's pretty much it. They're good to go. So there was one eyewitness said he heard one shot and then a pause, and then four or five shots after that were very rapid. Yeah, I don't know, unless unless the guy had a somebody's got a start Unless the guy had a gun or something, I don't see why it would have taken more than one shot to wound the guy and get him under control. Pepper spray or a taser probably would have worked in whatever the situation was. Yeah. I don't know, maybe somebody failed to train, monitor, and discipline their subordinate. It's my understanding that police are trained to properly handle high-stress situations and they're supposed to be good at talking people down and getting a situation under control with the least amount of death or injury. 
So what are they? What are these guys doing with all the tasers and pepper sprays and everything else if they're just shooting people all the time? Kill shot. I think if some guy was coming at me with an axe and I shot him in the leg and he fell down screaming in pain, no axe in his hand anymore, I don't know if I would have to squeeze off a bunch of more shots, empty the clip, whatever. Some of these... Some of these cases, it's pretty obvious that it's excessive use or deadly force or whatever you want to call it. That's why I think that's very important for uh, police, especially the ones that are interacting with the public to uh, have body cameras. Yeah, I don't know what people think about that, but somebody, I think, I don't know if it was even on my call. I'm pretty sure it was on one of my calls. Somebody got on and they were whining oh, the cops just got all this money so they could get all these cameras and they they can wear cameras around and film us. I'm like, that's beautiful. They're taking the taxpayers' money and they're actually putting it to something where we can hold them accountable. Because it's right. going to look pretty fishy if they're up to blatant criminal activity on their own cameras or B, the footage mysteriously disappears. We have some explaining. Right, the and the footage shows that they was justified in what they were doing. That's fine. Yeah. Um, that takes all the doubt away. Yeah, it saves me. I can uh, now I can call in to talk to you and record the conversation while they're getting the audio for me. Beautiful. Or while yep. they're getting the video. It sounds like, uh, you know, the story is kind of short, but it sounds like um, they were trying to convince him to surrender, and he wanted them to kill him. Hmm. That's very so interesting. instead of the cops just walking away, uh, you know, they, they probably have some uh, regulation that says they can't walk away in a situation like that. And uh, I guess that that was it. I don't know how much did we spend on concussion grenades and rubber bullets and beanbag cannons and these clowns pull out their gun and blast the guy through full of holes. Yep. Even taser. Some guy just came up with that uh, with that. Um, uh, it's a piece that you put over a gun and the bullet comes and goes into this sphere and then it carries the sphere to the target and knocks the target down or out, but it's not lethal. In most cases, you know, it's almost 100% non-lethal. That could be useful there. Well, let's say tear gas is illegal. I don't even care if they use tear gas to incapacitate the guy. Just don't blast them full of holes. Yeah. Like any any alternative to killing the guy. Any alternative to killing the guy is pretty much okay by me. I would rather they use something a little more safe, but do what you got to do. Just don't kill the guy. I mean, if the guy didn't have a weapon, like a gun, 
you know, a SWAT team answered, I'm sure they would have been able to overpower the man. Yeah. Yeah, even if he had a weapon, there's other ways of doing it. Like the guy, the guy's obviously seriously depressed and not in a normal mental state. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been calling for help and he wouldn't have been suicidal. Obviously, the guy's making a mistake. He's not thinking clearly. Obviously, the guy's screaming out for help. It's your fellow man. You see some kind of traumatic experience going on. I don't care if you have a cop uniform or not. That's your fellow man. You do what you have to to incapacitate him, put him in a straitjacket, whatever it takes, get him to a hospital, make sure the guy's head's okay before you go splitting his head open with a three fifty seven. There's just yeah. other ways. Even if he has a weapon, you, you guys have training. Like, you guys know how to use force. You know how to take control of the situation. This is what you were trained in. So you just ignore all your training and just shoot the guy. Dead. Really. I'm kind of pissed that I spent all that money on training and these guys didn't learn a fucking thing. They spent all these money, all all this money on beanbag, cannons, rubber bullets, concussion grenades, pepper spray, tasers. You guys didn't even think to use any of it? Would you leave your belt at home, just grabbed your gun? It sounds like it might have been just one guy that overreacted. Um, and now they probably going to try to, you know, Protect just him. sweep it under the rug. Yep. Yeah, we'll suspend them for a while with pay, send them to come some kind of retraining. It happens too many times, though. There was a woman in Sydney who walked out of a, I don't know, Hungry Jack's McDonald's store. She had a knife in her hand, you know, and there was like 10 cops, you know, um, you know, triple zero was called uh, over here. There was 10 cops all around. Now, they could have shot her in the leg. They could have pepper sprayed her. They could have done something. You know what yeah, they did? No. They just shot her. They just shot her in the head. She shot yeah. her in the heart. You know? Yeah, and what was on the news? What was on the news? Oh, how how stressful it was for the policeman who had to shoot her. <laughs> yeah, don't make you me know. shoot you again. Don't make me shoot you again. And I just I just watch these stories and I go, how ridiculous are you? Hey, uh, changing the subject, Janine. You haven't given us an update on uh, rugby. Oh, um, rugby. Um, just I know quickly. Australia and uh, New Zealand are in the final or something. Hey, 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 you, hey, already hey, hey you already got it. You already hey, watched hey, it. Hey, <laughs> hey, this isn't a rugby show. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's why I walked away from the replay this morning and I said, I'm not watching this. I know who wins. Thank you for the update. I'm going to Mike's show right now because common law is more important than rugby. Hey, they use common law too. Yeah, well, the rules of rugby are common law to the rugby players, but we're not up that to A bit of biff there, isn't it? A bit of the biff.
All right. But anyway, I've got, I've got, um, I now have another statement because um, a friend of mine, Anthony, he was actually riding his bike past the house down the end of the street, and um, the dogs rushed out to actually bite him. And the only thing that stopped it is because it was on a long lead, which is the only thing that actually stopped the dog from biting him. So they're not only going to attack animals or anything, or my property, but they're also going to attack a man. So if they're going to do that, they're going to do it to a child. They're bad, they're bad dogs, those dogs. Yeah, well, the good news is that he can say whatever he believes and what happened to him and everything, but leave all the conjecture to him. If he believes the dogs were going to bite him, let him say that. Because really, you have no way of proving. Really, you have no way of proving what the dogs were thinking. So you can't say the dogs were going to bite them. You can't say oh, the anything that stopped yeah, them. Yeah, no, all. I don't. I yeah, don't know. I'll have it. I'll have him do it all in writing, and I'll put all the written, written yeah. letters in. Yeah, but but as long as it's his words speculating and conjecturing, then that's fine. But we know better than to make claims we can't back up. I wasn't there, so I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah, as long as he's ready to put something in writing that's going to help you. Because that's another thing, too, is you could get 150 statements by 150 people, but you get yep. to choose ones you file as exhibit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, put them in, I'll put them all in as exhibits to back yeah, up but my if, claim. Yeah, but if, if one of the statements says, Janine's dog's a pain in the ass and it bit me last week, that's probably not going to help you. So you don't have to file that as an exhibit. You get to choose which statements you want to use. Like if some, some crazy old woman starts going on about the color of the grass and the pretty blue sky and doesn't even actually say anything about their dogs, then it wouldn't make sense to put that in the file either. Statement from some crazy woman that has nothing to do with the case, you wouldn't file that. Oh, no, no, no. All, all the ones I have are, are pertaining to my property, the behaviour of my property. Um, friends I take, friend, friends that know my property that I take that, uh, that I, I take it to the poor park and we go like four or five times a week. Friends that go there, um, they, know, they know the behaviour of my property. They're very sociable um, and they've never harmed anybody or any other person's property while at the poor park so I've got friends from there and also neighbours in the street that just verify everything that I've been saying in my that, that actually back up my claim yep and, yeah. and it actually and it actually makes him look really really bad now because he's made a lot of facts he goes fact this has happened fact that's happened you know, and he's got no way. And all the statements, all the witness statements, they'll just prove that this man is lying. Yep. Yeah, witnesses are uh, pretty powerful in court. And on a side note, yes, that's in the Bible too. It, it speaks about how important witnesses are. Cavemen knew it. It's in the Bible. 
the court knows the power of a witness. So I actually have to take a witness, so the, those witness statements will not be enough. If, uh, like I've done this in court and it worked like a charm, um, the other side brought in letters from other people and these other people had no first-hand personal knowledge and they weren't in court. So the first thing out of my mouth was, I don't accept those letters as evidence. The authors of those documents are not present in court today to verify anything on those papers. And I don't believe those, those pieces of paper are accurate. And immediately the judge is like, yep, they're gone. So if you're putting in these statements from these witnesses, they have to be prepared to come to court. Um, they might come to court and the other guy might see, holy crap, all the witnesses showed up. I'm done. And he might cave in right before court. Okay. Okay. Well, the only thing I can do is invite invite any yeah. of those neighbours to, to turn up. But... Um, yeah, one of the main witnesses he works, uh, you know, he's the only one that works for his family. And the other one is um, about 800, 800 miles away. Yeah, if, if, if they're not willing to come to court, then it's, it's a waste of time to, to use their statement. Well, I guess not a waste of time, but if they if they decide that the witness isn't there, they're not accepting it as evidence, then they're going to get thrown out. Okay. Anybody else got something to speak about? Speak up. Time's running out. Ah, nice and quiet. Anybody typing in the chat? I don't know. My chat board kept frozen, so I stopped re-logging in. No, no, nobody's typing in the chat. I did. In, I did invite um, those uh, the three people from Magnetic Island. Um, maybe they don't know how to log in to TalkShoe. It took me a while. Um, I had to Google it. Then it, you know, it took me sort of months because they didn't. It didn't sort of go through, and then suddenly, months later, it was through. So it took me a while. The um, easy way is to just join as a guest. You don't have to worry about a password or account or any of that crap. You will show up as a guest, but yeah, yeah. If you're on the phone, anyways, you can just say, "Hey, I'm I'm guest five. Uh, can you unblock me?" Or I guess I wouldn't unblock you, but you, you'd let me know that you're guest five or whatever. But Nobody's nobody's ever muted on the uh, call unless they cause a big scene. 
Um, yeah. But you can always you can always log in as a guest. I don't block the guests or whatever. So. No, well, I have I I, I invited them because um, I invited them to your talk show, Mike, um, and I gave them the number, you know, your your number for it, and um, you know if they have any issues that they'd like to discuss, so. Maybe they might be on next week or something. Yeah, get them, uh, get them to open a Skype account. It's free and it's easy. You can put them in the uh, Australian common law room. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, um, the the man John, he seems to know a bit about common law because he said, "Oh, it's unwritten," and I said, "Yes, that's correct." I said, "It is unwritten." So he's got to jump on a lot of the rest of the population because he didn't say, oh, yeah, when a guy and a girl live together and they're not married. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first heard, well, I, I heard of common law years ago, obviously, but uh, when I first started looking into common law and I actually Googled it, it was all about common law marriage. Oh. Either that or common law of England or common law of uh, 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 court decisions. Yeah, case law. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Case law, I guess, is handy here and there for certain things, but I really don't care about some black-robed opinion, some opinion of some lawyer from 1908. What do I care? No, I suppose it's good as an exhibit, so it can, as long as it's um, going to uh, be an advantage to your case. Yeah, I would say it's pretty mm-hmm. low on the totem pole. First, it's my belief. Apparently, also, God said so. And here's the quote from the Bible. Oh, and uh, here's some case law. So apparently, lower on the totem pole, Somebody else's opinion also seems to be in line with this. And, oh, looky here, right at the bottom, there's your code. It says you guys have to do this. So I put them right at the bottom of the list. My belief, God backs it up, hears it in the Bible, knowing that the 1611 King James Bible is, as ridiculous as it sounds, the officially accepted or authorized version used by the court. And another reason why it kicks code's ass is because even in their codes, they said that they recognize the supremacy of God and the rule of law. Oh, where is that in their code? uh, Probably a constitution or a bill of rights or somewhere, I don't know, probably some kind of preamble. But um, Oh, it is in the preamble of the Constitution, too. Excellent. And, Thank you. And another, another huge factor is they can make or break or rewrite their rules anytime they wish. Good luck rewriting the 1611 version of the King James Bible. They can't do it. <laughs> I really like that one. So, yeah, anything... Anything called a constitution or a bill of rights, it's so far down on the list. Okay. 
And it's also funny, too, because they try and get everybody to swear on the Bible, and then they use their own law instead. I don't think so, guys. I just put my hand on a Bible. What are you, what are you talking about this code nonsense? thought we were going by well, the now, Bible. Now they don't really use the Bible and to swear anybody in, and a lot of times they don't even say, so help you, God. Yeah. Yeah, I also, why don't uh, they do that now? Because they don't want you to know that you're a man with rights given by God and that you're yeah. above them. Keep God out of it. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't want you to hit them with the with the power of the Creator. They want you to be a person created by quote them. They don't want you to be a man created by God and above quote them. Mm. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, because they're pretty much locked in. I don't see how they can say God is uh, incorrect. And I don't see how they can say, well, no, God meant this. That's not what I read. That's not what I see. So there's all kinds of problems they have fighting the Bible. I, I would love to see a judge or an attorney write down on a piece of paper that, uh, we don't care what God says. We're higher than God. Like, there's no real way for them to get around that. Catholic Church did that. Uh oh. We're not getting into this, are we? <laughs> No, but a, a man claiming that he has higher authority than God to do all this stuff on earth. Yeah, okay, let him get on the stand under oath and say that. If he's not willing to do it, I don't listen to a damn thing he says. Well, I guess anybody that says they're above God, I wouldn't waste my time anyway, but... I don't know, the Pope can say he owns my soul. What do I care? He's a bullshitter. Um, I'm not as scared of him. Mike? Yep. Just out of just out of curiosity, what would be your nearest capital city? Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, or Edmonton? To me, Toronto. Yes. Toronto. Yeah, I'm okay. surrounded by I'm surrounded by Southern Ontario. Okay. So it. Okay. It's it's just um yeah. So it, any flights out of there that get over here would have to leave from Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's there's actually an international airport in Hamilton, but I don't know how many flights go out of there. Um, it's a tiny it, little airport, but Toronto's not hard to get to. But I don't have a doesn't. passport. I don't have you a don't passport. Have... Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't taken a plane since 9-11, so I don't know if I need a passport to get to or from Australia. You took a plane on 9-11? No. <laughs> I, I took so a plane before 9-11. Yes. So you haven't taken a plane since 9-11? No, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> or before. Uh, Okay. 
I actually never took a plane. Well, I didn't actually take it. It took me. <laughs> it's kind of heavy, yeah. <laughs> um, I think there was one point where uh, people could go from the United States to Canada without a passport, but they couldn't get home without a big hassle. And I think after that, other countries started saying you can't come here without a passport because you can't get back home and you can't stay here. Well, back uh, when I first came to the United States, and probably for a couple of decades, you could go to Canada with a driver's license and come back. Yeah, I used to be able to go, I, not, I, not that I did it, but I used to be able to go from Canada to England and back with no passport, but I'm I'm guessing that's probably changed by now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, now it's uh, it's all a mess. You should be able to go to Bermuda just with a license. Yeah, and it's the terrorist fault, right? <laughs> it's got nothing yeah, well, to do with but, the government. Yeah, but who are the terrorists? Well, who are the terrorists is the question. Uh, who, who's the worst terrorist? How's that? Right. Don't terrorize the terrorists. It could backfire. Big money. Mm. Spent on that kind of craziness. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's just a big joke when you think about it realistically. God put us all on the planet. It's all the same planet. We have dominion over the planet. Yet somebody's trying to convince me that there's a magical line, and they call it a, a international border. And there's not even a line. I look, I don't see no line. God didn't put no line. The lines only exist on the map. Yeah, some imaginary made up crap and I gotta have some kind of some kind of documentation to cross. Like well, some man the refugees just coming in everywhere now. Like well, Europe and all that. They can't stop them. Yeah. Well, well, yeah but okay, say maybe some refugee from Africa comes to Canada. I don't care. If they come without papers, I don't care. My fellow man's coming from one part of our planet to another part of our planet. I don't care. Doesn't bother me one bit. If they start running around killing people, I got a bit of an issue with that, obviously. But if they're just coming here trying to find a job. A lot of people will come to Canada and they'll get a job picking fruit all summer long, try and get a house cleaning job, start at the bottom. And they're actually out there looking for honest work doing honest work, getting honest yeah. compensation for their work, and they're not a problem to anybody. And even if yeah. they're not paying ta- even if they're not paying taxes, I don't care. I really don't. Mm-hmm. As long as somebody's being a man acting honorably, I really don't care where he come from, where he come from, why, how he got here, what he plans to do. I don't care. People got to stop talking about immigrants coming to my country and blah, blah, blah. It's all a bunch of nonsense. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying anybody on this call. I'm just saying people in general. They got to start looking at their fellow man as equals. It doesn't matter skin color, religion, belief, clothes, nothing. We're all here. It's all our planet. We all got to live together. We all got to grow up a little bit. Exactly.
I don't know, somebody from a different country has different cultures, different beliefs, different customs and practices. I can learn from all of it. Something different, the spice of life kind of thing. That's it. And isn't it exciting? Yeah, what if we just like, I don't know. I don't know what America's got. What if what if America just ate apple pie all day every day? That would suck. Wait a um, minute, I love apple pie. Yeah, I don't know. I I love poutine too. But if I had to eat poutine all day every day, I'd I'd be sick of potatoes. You like you like what? What is it? Poutine. You better look that up. <laughs> That's the president of Russia. Yeah, oh, yeah, Vlad, oh, yeah, Vlad, okay. Vladimir Putin. Oh, I call him Bond. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Bond. Vladimir yeah. Putin. Yeah, I like I like Putin too. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think people just got to stop sweating the small stuff and think logically. Like, do you hate somebody else because somebody told you that they're bad or did they actually do something? Mm. Well, a lot of these problems would solve them, would solve themselves if there wasn't so much sabotage and the, um, taking advantage of, you know, other places and, and all that. Yeah, it's all just ignorance and stupidity. Like the government tells people something and they swallow it. They don't care how a huge bag of bullshit, they'll swallow it whole. They don't care. Yeah, because the media, the media never lies. The news never lies. Yeah. Well, where else am I going to get my information from? I'm just going to turn on Channel 11. Yeah. Yeah, But the media, the media doesn't lie on on its own. It's, uh, they're, you know, basically controlled by, other powers behind them. Yeah, they're part of the club and they're following the club's rules and that's how it goes. We're not part of the club. We're watching the club current events, whatever. I I hear about FEMA. I hear about this martial law, all this nonsense. I, I don't see any tanks rolling down my street. What are you guys talking about? Oh, GMO foods. Yeah, if you don't like GMO foods, buy your free, buy good food or grow your own food. Like, stop bitching. You don't like GMO corn. Don't buy GMO corn. That was hard. It's the same old thing. You don't like government rules. Stop pretending to be bound by government rules. Stop running to the government for help. I don't know. It's a huge mind shift, and it's hard to adjust to the world the way it is without playing that game, but people got to do it. Baby steps, one step at a time. Oh, you don't like the banking system? Open a savings account. See if you can open one without a social security number because there are ways of doing it. And that can be your first step is a bank with no social security number attached to it. Then start working on saving the money and buying it with cash as opposed to getting a loan. The more you can avoid using their world, the less chance you're going to get stung. But it just takes doing one step at a time. After you're done a bank, uh, opening a bank account with no social security number, then work on 
maybe instead of your small business that's registered through whatever you're bound to the business license, blah, blah, blah. Just start doing your little business privately on the side and start telling some of some of your customers that you know will be interested. Just tell them I'm going to close this business one day soon and I'm just going to do things privately. I do everything out of my den in my house anyway. So I'm just going to cancel the business license. I'm just going to do man-to-man contract. I'm going to offer the same services, the same goods at a cheaper price, and I'm not going to be bound to the government. Certain customers will start switching over. Yeah, no problem. I don't want to pay tax anyway. And just start slowly building your own private business, business used loosely, but just start doing your business, not registered, not under a corporate tax ID number, whatever. Just one step at a time. Start correcting certain things in your life. So it'll make it better one, one step at a time. Stop just saying, oh, I can't live in this world without a legal person. Just limit the ridiculous contracts you're signing through that legal person. Yeah, a lot of people now, they, you know, they just hand over their cards to pay for stuff. Yep. Yeah, like I used to be really bad for that. I'd go out and I'd get a line of credit. No idea what compound interest means. No idea what this is. Percentage, fee, penalty, blah, blah. I don't see why you're going to give me money now if I sign. And I just got to pay you money back with interest. Yep. Okay. Yep. Give me a paper. I'll sign it. I had no, no idea. I've never done that. Yeah, I had no idea. This was years ago, but I had no idea what any of that crap was. I was young and stupid. Somebody was going to give me a huge line of credit. I kind of needed it, and then I was going to get extra on top of that. I can do this trick all the time. Tell me this again. You mean I can go and buy I can buy a full tank of gas and two cartons of smokes when I have no money? Really? Yeah, give me the paper. I'll sign that. Yeah. yeah, whereas we were we were brought up, you know, if you don't have the cash to pay for it, don't buy it or don't get it. You can't afford it. So that's how we were brought up. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I just didn't care back in the day. I know much better now. But it's, one step yeah, at it's a time. Just, you know, I mean, but children aren't taught this. You know, their their parents aren't teaching them. You know, their parents are saying, oh, just stick everything on the credit card. Yeah, my dad, he'd just make a smart-ass comment and walk away, leave me to figure it out. Like, he wow. wasn't myself. If I didn't have the energy to look into what he was talking about, well, whatever. Okay, dad just, dad just being a dick again, whatever. Yeah, I, I, my dad, he's he's very intelligent but he doesn't communicate well with others. So it didn't really help me what he knew because I didn't learn all that much from him. So Was was he um, autistic or something? No. No, he's just a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, I don't know, he'd say something, this is the way it is, whether you like it or not, and everybody in the house did exactly what he said without question. And I was always the one, why? And it pissed them off. I didn't do what I was told just because I was told to. 
but he got everybody else. He he said jump. They asked how high. I don't know. He just he's used to getting his way all the time. Well, that's me why and, you're so good now. Well, me and at him. What you me, do? Yeah, me and him clashed because I was the one that it didn't matter if there was a good reason for it or not. Somebody said something. I just said why. Oh, school principal, you can't do this. Why? Who says? Mm. Yeah, I kind of just did what I wanted to do. I'd face the consequences, whatever they were. Obviously, when I was younger, I didn't have any idea how to properly handle them, but I didn't care. I just got in there and mixed it up. What happens, happens. I'll deal with it whenever it happens. And I got myself into a lot of trouble handling things improperly. But looking back now, it's just funny. I know what not to do. I know why. And I know firsthand what happens when you do it wrong. Well, that's a, that's, a, that, that's very similar to what Carl said. You know, people who have been in trouble all the time, they've learnt from experience how to get out of it. Where those yep. who haven't been in trouble all the time, like me, and have abided by the law, if we got in trouble, we don't know how to get out of it. And most people don't. That's why they get lawyers. Yeah, it's, um, it's not just our actions that get us into trouble. Sometimes it's our inactions that lead us to digging a huge hole. Like uh, if you get a notice in the mail and you don't answer it, and you get another one and another one and you don't answer those, yeah, there's a chance the IRS is going to come in levy, lean, do all kinds of stuff you don't want them to do. It's your inactions, your failure to, to respond to the letters. That's mm-hmm. what got you bigger, bigger trouble. First, it was just an offer, and you didn't handle the offer properly, and you got what you got because of your inactions, your failure to do something. Just like when they invite you into court and you forget to set your rules of court, your conditions that you'll you'll show up that day. If you don't say anything on paper, you just run into their court, you're agreeing to play their rules. So it's your act of showing up to court, but it's also your inaction, your your failure to rebut anything, your failure to establish that you're a man, your failure to do everything else is your inactions that made it worse. Yeah, and and that's why you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, like the the Carl says, this is so simple, you know, but you've got to know what you're doing. Yeah. You've got to know how to respond to what they're to what they're saying and what 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 they're saying and what it means with what they do. Yeah. Yeah. If a vacuum cleaner salesman comes to my house and says, "Hey, you want to buy you want to buy my vacuum?" I'll say, yeah, as long as I pay 20% today because I'm a good customer. Uh, I can't sell you this vacuum for 20% of the price. Uh, okay, well, that was my offer. Are you refusing my offer? Are you going to counter offer? No, oh, I can only sell it for full price. So you're not accepting my offer. No, I can't. Okay, have a good day. That was easy a little harder with the legal society, but that's the same idea. Yeah, okay, uh, I'll, I'll accept your invitation to court, but 
when I get to court, I'm there as a man. I'm only there to compensate another man with a verifiable claim. Because I do harm, loss, or injury. You got the claim, you got the man, I'll be there. You show up to court, there's no man, there's no claim. Oops, somebody didn't follow the contract. That's a good time to say if there's no man or woman, I'm out of here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Should I file a claim now? Are you going to drop this? Are you going to bring the man forward? What do you wish? Yeah, it's part of knowing everything's a trick, everything's a trap. Just shut them down the shortest, simplest way. You stole my bike, says who? You owe me a debt. What debt? Just prove it. You said it, prove it. The burden of proof is always on them. Keep it simple. Make them prove their words. I don't know, I get people's confusion, but it really is this simple. It's just you got to learn to cut the crap. None of that other crap is important. Just hit the main issues head on. Really, really hard. Where's the man or woman that says I do wrong? There's no reason to be here unless there's a man or woman. I'm not talking to a fax machine. I'm not talking to a computer. I'm not talking to an, a, quote, expert witness. Okay, so you might know about how radar guns work. Expert witness is going to tell me all the mechanical workings. Of a, I don't give a shit. Did you see anything? And what are you talking for? My belief is a witness comes forward and says what they saw. Did you see anything? Well, no, I just saw a radar gun. Okay. Radar gun here to talk today? No. Okay, so what? Where's the man or woman? Yeah, it's all crap. Everything they're saying is crap. Yeah, we got 50 pages in the disclosure file that says blah, 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 blah. I can't hear you. Where's the man? Back the paper up. I don't know what a disclosure file is. Can it, does it got vocal cords? No. Well, who wrote that trash? Bring them in here. Simple. Just cut the crap. Get to the point. Amen. Yeah, another thing too, a lot of people are always looking for proof that this stuff works. And I'm just that kind of guy. I don't care. I don't feel the need to prove anything. I'm under the firm belief that if you know it's right, if you firmly believe it, and you got a backbone and two feet to stand on, go in and do it yourself. Do it properly and get a win. You might get a couple of bumps and bruises on the way, but if you stick to it, you do it properly, you'll win. And then when you're one of the people that do have success, you have firsthand knowledge that it worked for you. That's going to build your confidence. You're going to have more experience. You're going to strengthen your belief. And next time you go get them, you're going to go get them even harder. You don't need other people to prove it to you. You need to get out and do it and prove it to yourself. 
Don't give a half-assed effort and say this stuff doesn't work. Actually do it properly. Put all your notice on paper. Give notice way ahead of time. Stand on your notice. Try and settle in private. The letter's back and forth. Make sure you serve it properly. Make sure you file it properly. Do everything correctly. All the basics. And then when you have your success, you'll realize it works. You'll realize some things didn't work quite as good as you planned, but they had a surprising side effect that worked anyway. You're going to have your own experience. How did they handle this when I filed this? What did Bob do when I sent them this letter? You're going to have your own first-hand personal knowledge that it worked for you and how, and you'll think about why, solidify what's going on in your head. You'll understand your own actions a little clearer, and it's only up from there. People just got to have a little faith, a little determination, a little confidence, a lot of belief and a lot of courage. And let's be honest, if something is the truth, it just fits. Frontwards, backwards, upside down, inside out. The truth is the truth no matter how you look at it. How simple can that get? Simple things like it's my bike. Who's going to tell me what to do with my bike? Bring the guy in here that thinks that he can order me around about my bike. Property. Yep. Yeah, but again, I think it's important if somebody's really putting in a good effort to learn this stuff and they can't learn it for some reason or they're learning it really slow, it's important to figure out what is holding you back, what's stopping you from absorbing this, or find out what method is best for soaking in the knowledge and understanding it. But you got to identify what the problem is and correct it so you can learn this stuff. Yeah, probably because I'm not seeing it. I'm very visual, you know, so I'm thinking maybe I should jump on a plane, go over, see Carl, you know, have him smack me in the head a couple of times, I might get it. (laughs) 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 You know, I mean, I do. I I have spent, you know, like a week here, you know, like before, just this week alone going into, you know, I go to sleep on the couch. I lie in my armchair, I put Carl on. But he honestly, his voice makes me go to sleep. <laughs> Even with all his swearing and cursing, I go, wow, Carl's voice. Go if, you, if you made an impression, you fall asleep even quicker. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to talk a lot, a lot about what he talks about. Yeah. Well, I just have to put on during the daytime or something and just cut out a lot of others, just cut out um, a lot of other, well, I sort of have cut out the talk shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
I just think if people are having a hard time figuring this stuff out, they got to figure out why they're not learning it. And, uh, mm. with, with any, with any luck, they've, they've retained enough of the information. And once they figure out what's stopping them, then everything will start snapping in place and they'll get up to speed real fast. But I think that's where a lot of people are, people are, just aren't putting the pieces together properly for some reason because I don't think it's for lack of audios and lack of websites and lack of Skype rooms. I think all the information's there and everybody's soaked in the information. I think it's the putting the pieces together properly is, is a huge part of the problem. And do you think it's it's visual? They can't actually visualize it, or they can't see it, so therefore they're still trying to work it out. I don't know. I think it's just for a lot of people. Obviously, everybody's different, but I think for a lot of people, they've they got all the pieces of the puzzle. They haven't thought about it and put the puzzle pieces together yet. And so now they're already in the habit of collecting all the pieces. So they just look for more puzzle pieces, more puzzle pieces. And getting more puzzle pieces isn't going to help you finish the puzzle. It's putting the pieces together. That's when now you what, see the big picture. What's uh, Janine, what do you think it is in your situation that's stopping you or holding you back? Uh, I think you pretty much have all the information. It's just uh, maybe you haven't uh, experienced it enough to get confidence. That that could be it, yeah. That could be it, and and the fact that I go well, you know, and they caught it. They talk about their court, and it's all on paper, and your court, and you know, and what you have to do to hold your court. I would like to see that. I would like like to be able to see somebody actually do a mock court. You know, and say this is, you know, just this is the basis of basics of what you do to hold your own court. Carl does that almost every call. <coughs> yeah, I think another part of the problem too is um, okay. people try and do too many things at once, and back to the puzzle thing, it's kind of like they grab a handful of puzzle pieces and try and smash it into one place, which isn't going to work either. Um, an example of that is, in my belief, it's very important to pick one man or woman that trespassed. There could be a hundred, but pick one that did the biggest trespass. Or maybe pick the one that's a slam dunk. It's the easiest one to win. But pick one man or woman for whatever reason and decide the one trespass you're going to go after. Maybe you got your window smashed. Maybe you got tased. Maybe you got handcuffed, pepper sprayed, thrown in jail, threatened, extorted, who knows. But pick one. It doesn't matter how many cops. It doesn't matter how many terrible events. Pick one man, one thing that that one man did wrong. You saw the whole thing. Maybe you have a witness if you're lucky. You could be video, who knows. But one man, one claim, one compensation, all fits on one page. 
and keep it very short and simple. How can you screw up? See, spot, run. Bam. Very short, very simple. And just keep everything separate. Stay focused on one thing. Somebody says something ridiculous like motion to dismiss your claim. Uh, what are you talking about? My claim, my property, piss off, I'm busy. You, you can settle with me in private at any time, but I don't got time for your legal ease crap. This is, my, this is my claim, my property. Go away or answer properly. If you don't answer property properly, that's fine. I'll have a sheriff drag you into my court. You'll have the opportunity to speak, say your peace once and forever, or forever hold your peace. The biggest, the biggest problems I see for people to overcome is uh, the perception or what's inbred in their mind that the court and the people in the court has power over them. <clears throat> that's, I think that's the biggest thing. Then after that is knowing how to stand as a man and not listen or answer any of their crap and just stand on what you're standing on, whatever, you know, document you put in or some type of thing like that. And that gets the power away from them and on to you. Yeah. If you're within your rights, you're within your right. It doesn't matter what anybody says. And I mean, uh, we, see it, we see it all the time. You know, we're talking to somebody for a few days before they go into court and all this stuff. And uh, we think they, they get it. We think they have it. But then once you get in there and you're under all that pressure, um, the confidence goes away. Like as soon as they throw the first curve at you, and then it's all downhill from there. And the idea is not to listen to the curves that they're throwing at you and standing on the same thing. Did I just get dropped again? No, I'm here. No, I can, we can hear you. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I've said this a few times mm -hmm. recently too, but I think it's very important for people to get a firm grasp on the concept that God created man and all men are created equal. So just because this guy has a black robe, he's got a fancy pulpit in front of him, and he calls himself the judge, He's just a man acting as judge. A cop is just a man acting as cop. Who are you? I'm a cop. I didn't Yeah, that's him. not it. That's not it with me. I just, yeah, maybe maybe it's so simple. Maybe I, I'm just not getting it. I, 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 can't, I can't make a division between... But it, yeah, but it's okay. Like, but it's like, it's like your younger brother comes up and says wash my car for free you're going to tell your brother what are you talking about for free i'll wash your car no problem but how about you wash mine you wouldn't just be well i don't know if you're if you're very polite and sweet and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings you might get bossed around but really who is your brother to order you to wash his car for free and just because this guy has a robe on, he calls himself the judge. Who is this guy to tell me to wash my car or wash his car for free? Okay, I'll wash your car for free. 
if you can show me the law that says I have to. You show me the contract I signed that said I have to wash your car. Okay, Bob, you want me to sit in a cage for six months? Mm, pay me. You're just a man. I'm just a man. Uh, none of us are higher than each other. You want me to sit in a cage? I'll go sit in a cage. You pay me. It's going to be a whopper of a bill because you're going to have to pay my mortgage. You're going to have to feed my wife and kids. You're going to have to pay for ballet classes. You want me to sit in a cage for six months? This is going to be a huge expense. You're going to pay for it. Your order, your your bill. Okay, Mike. Mike, have you ever been to court? Yes. Okay. What? How many times is it? Just once, or? I haven't been to court in quite a while. The last I was in was family court, but I I went to court last time I went to court. I was probably studying Carl for less than six months, and. Okay. I uh, I didn't quite know what I was doing. I wrote a, a document. I got some help on it from other people that were learning. It sounded like a great document at the time. It could have been a lot better, um, but I didn't know how to stand on it, and I took a bit of a beating. And when I'm ready, I'm going to go in there like a pit bull. I'm going to fix everything. But... I uh, I backed right off because I didn't want to keep digging myself a bigger hole. I learned a valuable lesson that I don't know as much as I think I know, and I got some learning to do before I start pulling this I a man crap. Right. So yeah. I'm, I think I'm kind of ready to start handling the family court nonsense again, but... Uh, I'm kind of busy and doing other stuff and uh, eventually I'm probably going to take a big break from this stuff and just hammer out my stuff. Yeah, I know, you know, like, okay, well, people who are getting Carl's stuff, you know, like Mo, well, Mo was going to court before that, you know, with did beat dads and he'd studied um, other other people before, you know, Bill Thornton, yeah. things like that. So he was using Bill Thornton stuff and going to court. You know, so the people who are actually getting Carl's stuff, they're, they're usually the ones that have been to court or who have spent time in court. Well, I think, I think uh, Deadbeat Dads is a great example. That guy, even before he met Carl, at least he was listening to Bill Thornton and whatever else, but... Um, yeah, he was in there. He was he was getting his elbows. He's getting his elbows skinned. He was breaking his knuckles. He was taking bumps and bruises. He was in there. He was giving her. He got all kinds of experience on what works, what doesn't work, and he and that's why he's, he's so good. Yeah, he's extremely clever. He'll hit him from any angle that that he sees fit. He's confident. He's got a firm belief. He's got tons of experience, and he's hammering them in the courts over there. Yeah. But he he's not just sitting in Skype rooms and talking back and forth. Like, he's he's jumping in he's with both. Doing... Yeah, totally. He's not just talking the part. He's acting the part. He's, he's doing the action. But nobody's going to tell him this shit don't work because how are you going to tell him he can't do what he's been doing? 
oh, you can't do that. Oh, really? What do you mean I can't do it again? I did it 50 times last year. You're telling yeah. me I can't do what I've already done, really? So you're not going to convince him that it doesn't work. He knows. There's no shaking it from his brain that this stuff is work, that this stuff works because he's done it and it worked repeatedly. He's fine-tuned his, his way of doing things, always coming up with clever angles. Like, that's just proof that you got to get in there and do this. You got to have confidence and knowledge and experience and like anything, riding a bike. You don't just jump well, on a bike and ride it. Maybe, maybe that's my problem. You know, no experience. So. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know how to say this politely. I think you're a little bit gullible. You'll you'll believe too much, and uh, you'll listen to so many opinions and be polite and don't want to hurt people's feelings. And I think I think you got to stay a little more focused on the basics. Um, okay. And I would say it's obviously good that you're you're calm, polite, and respectful, but you can't be wishy-washy. You can't let people push you around with big fancy words or loud voices. You, even it's the Bible's got a, a verse. I'm not going to get all crazy on the Bible because I'll admit I don't know as much as I should. But there's a part in the Bible that talks about uh, be gentle like a dove and wise like the serpent. So it's good that you're calm, polite, and respectful, gentle like a dove, but know what's going on. Be cunning and, and see right through their bull crap. Be, be wise like the serpent. Know better. Know how to go on the attack when you need to. So it's, it's a delicate balance. Be polite, but don't back down. Be smart about what you're doing. Well, sorry, be intelligent about what you're doing. But mm-hmm. I think uh, I think you're just going to have to have to be better at putting your foot down and just saying no. I don't think so. I'm calling the shot here. Thank you. Like there, there is. Gus has mentioned it. Carl's mentioned it. I've mentioned it. There is an attitude to this stuff. You can't be aggressive and belligerent, but you have to have that attitude where my bike hands off. My property, not yours. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure you're going to be getting this stuff. You're going to get a good grip on it, but I uh, I would focus on just the main issues. You're pretty good at trying to avoid legal ease, but sometimes you don't know when to detect it. That's it. Yeah, there's all kinds of little things that make a big difference, but I think it also helps to always remember that anything that they can do in their legal society, we can do better. If they have a process and procedure and it makes sense according to law also, it's good for a man to use, just don't use their legalese words. Like if I have, I don't know, if I have the right to question somebody, maybe in their world it says that they have the right to uh, a deposition. I don't, know what a depo- I don't know what a deposition is, but that makes sense, that if somebody's accusing me, I can question them. So I'm just going to be a man and say, uh, uh, where's my uh, opportunity to face my accuser? 
Bible says I have the right to face my accuser. Where is he? Bring him in here. Just keep it simple. You can use the same processes they're using, just how would a man apply it? How would a man go about doing it? Which words would a man use? Because a lot of their codes and statutes are loosely based on common law. They just got way out of control after a while. Can't fart up wind of a flower shop, whatever. I don't know what kind of crazy rules they come up with every day, but... But yeah, their codes, they say you can't go around killing people. Okay, well, that makes sense. That's law. Happens to be in their codes, yeah, but I'm going the law way on this one. Obviously, in their codes, you can't just go and rob a bank. Well, by law, robbing is bad anyway, so I'm not going to be using their code to say I got robbed. So, I don't know. But if they say it's wrong to lie on the witness stand, well, that makes sense. The Bible says so, too. Not only is it my belief, but it also says so in the Bible. And looky here in your code. Oh, all these case laws, too. Holy crap, it's everywhere. You guys trying to pull some nonsense on me? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. There's a lot of little things that add up, I guess, might confuse people, but I don't know, maybe focus on one concept or one piece of the puzzle at a time. You look at the box on the puzzle, there's a barn and a horse and a bunch of trees and a house. Okay, well, this is obviously part of the barn. Okay, this is yeah. obviously part of the barn. This yeah. is obviously no, part of true. the barn. And start that's just... True. I, I love the puzzle scenario because it, it fits so perfectly with just about anything. It's like, uh, oh, I found out, by the way, it, it was Mark from Atlanta that came up with the Boy Scout analogy. But I love the puzzle analogy because it always fits. But if if you're having a hard time putting all these basic pieces of the puzzle together, look at the box. There's a picture of a barn. Okay, all these red pieces with white on them are probably part of the barn. And just to start part, start attacking it one corner at a time or whatever, but find some logical process for absorbing this information and retaining it. Another trick, like I, I don't have a car and I would rather walk than take the bus if I can. So while I'm walking down the street, I'm just running through possible scenarios in my head. The whole time I'm walking around, I'll shut the music off and I'll just walk and think. Okay, if I was standing in court and a judge said this, I would probably say this. It would also be in my paperwork. If the prosecutor jumped up and said this, what would I do? And just, obviously you never know what's going to come out of their mouth, but if you go through the same scenario a couple of different ways, it's going to make sense every way. You're just going to get the core concept really solid. So it doesn't matter what comes out of their mouth. I don't care if there's a script. I can improv this off the top of my head. This is child's play now. It's a matter of getting a full understanding of the core concepts. However you go about it, whether it's reading the transcripts, listening to the audios, talking with your friends, whatever, 
but you got to find what works for you and just put the puzzle pieces together no matter what it takes. Yeah, I uh, what you're talking about the core concepts, I think that is that is the the best way to go. So, you know, like I spent too much time in the in the on talk shoe listening to other people's problems and I go, well, I don't know how to deal with this because I haven't understood the core concept. Yeah. So um, I, I realised that and I thought, right, I have to go back to Carl, just keep listening to Carl and actually put it on paper and then just have a look at it, have a look at it in, in my heart. I've got it on paper, it's on paper and then I've got to feel it in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, there's people that have memorized almost every word of every Carl's talk shoot, and they can yep. repeat word for word huge sections of calls. But the I problem is, but, the, the, but what I find with that is sometimes, not every time, but sometimes they're really little more than a glorified tape recorder just playing back what what they've memorized and they actually haven't had a they haven't developed a deep understanding of all what all those words mean they can string all those words together in the same order but they don't fully understand what it means they're just memorizing everything okay. like there's a lot of a lot of different cases where i've noticed that people just aren't putting the puzzle pieces together like some people will say, what do I do when this happens? And I say, do this and this. And they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, I remember that, actually. Yeah, I should have thought of that. Which just goes to show me that they had that puzzle piece the whole time. They just didn't know to put it right there. Okay. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if, what I, if the way I'm explaining it is clear to people, but the putting the pieces together, thinking about what's going on and Figuring out where it fits and why in the big picture is important. Not just collecting the information, but putting the information in a lot of logical place so you, it, you can you can see the big picture. Yeah, and it also gets down to um, you can read something in a book a million times, but if you don't actually do it, you don't really know. You can read a book about how to fly a kite, and it can explain to you what the wi- what the wind feels like when it's tugging on the on the kite or whatever. But you're actually never going to know what what holding a kite feels like until you do it. That's it. Yep. You miss riding a bike. You studying how to be a good driver. Yeah, you never know until you get behind the wheel. You read the book a thousand times. When you get in the car, you're like, ooh. Ooh, this is a little weird. So experience is a huge part of the puzzle too, or a huge part of the process. Sorry, not part of the puzzle, but big part of the process. Well, even to put a piece, even to put the pieces of puzzle together, um, they've got to be put on a board, and they've got to be put in such a way that you can understand them, and only you can do that. So it's actually doing it. Yep. Yeah, and it could also be, I'm sure everybody that's done a puzzle knows that you get a few pieces of the barn together and then you go off for a little while and you start looking, oh, that's a weird color blue doghouse. 
shouldn't be hard to pick out that color. And you look for the colors that match the color of the doghouse and put the doghouse together. So now you'll have a little cluster of the picture here, a little cluster of the picture there, and you're slowly filling in. Like, however you learn this stuff is how you learn this stuff. But just figure out the, figure out what you're doing wrong, figure out how you have to learn this stuff, and get her done. Because it, it, I know some people are struggling to get it, and they're going to be pissed off when I say it, but this is freaking easy. So it's just some some one one thing or another is stopping you from seeing the picture clearly like i don't know turn the light on and everything snaps into place or i don't know blow the smoke out of the way and see the picture but one day these people that have been collecting all the information haven't put the pieces together one day they're going to wake up and go holy shit i fully understand this now and then holy crap now i understand this and everything's going to snap into place really fast. But there's just some little barrier somewhere. It's just mm-hmm. getting over that barrier and, and putting the pieces together. Because I think Dean Clifford referred to it as the holy shit moment. And you can call uh, it whatever you that very shortly. But I, I've, I've gotten that several times. I know exactly what he means by the holy shit moment. Like It's happened a few times where... I'm still sleeping, but I'm kind of waking up. I'm sort of a little bit between both dimensions, and I'm thinking about something. And then all of a sudden, my eyes are wide open. I'm very awake, and I'm like, holy shit, now I get it. I know exactly what Carl meant now. And I, I've had that several times. I'm just like, holy crap, now I get that. But if you've been studying for a long time, you got all the information. Once once it starts snapping into place, it'll be very fast. You'll get up to speed really, really fast once you start figuring out how to get the pieces in some kind of order. And nothing happens the same way every time. This isn't scripted. Not every judge says the same things over and over. There are still men acting as judges. So... It's not like a one-trick pony or one template fits all. That's why it's got to be a lifestyle so you can, like, at the drop of a hat, come up with an answer. You got to be very quick. You got to know how to react properly and logically. But I don't follow a script on this call. I don't have Wikipedia open. I don't have any transcripts in front of me. Everything I do is off the top of my head now just because I see the big picture. So somebody can say, oh, what about these birds? Or No, I don't see any birds. I see a barn. I see a house. I see a dog house. I see a horse. Now where you all see all this other shit. Because I got a clear... Uh, no, those clouds, no, they're not part of the real picture. That's just attorney smoke being blown up your ass. Like I can, I I can cut the bullshit now because I see the picture. It's all together. Well, there's definitely pieces missing, but I see the picture now. So I don't have to research to find where I wrote the answer, or I don't have to remember what Carl said word for word. None of that anymore. 
like somebody says, oh, the attorney from the other side, he said this and he filed this. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> What's that got to do with you or your case? Piss on him. Let him do what he wants. It's got nothing to do with us. Here, write, write him this letter. Yeah, there's no big data bank for this anymore. It's just common sense. Says who? Okay, tell him to give you the piece of paper then. And tell him to put in writing, ask for a bill. Just the simple shit. And by the way, people keep telling me that uh, this stuff just came easy for me or it's natural for me or whatever. I spent a shitload of time listening to Carl. I did a lot of time talking to other people. I spent a lot of time thinking and I spent a lot of time answering people's questions. So it didn't just come easy to me. I worked my ass off to learn what I know and to form my beliefs and opinions. So this didn't come overnight. It didn't come easy to me. I put the time and effort in. So if you guys are thinking everybody's a born superstar like Wayne Gretzky, no. Wayne Gretzky put some work in it too. Maybe some natural ability or natural talent or whatever you call it, but everybody that's good at what they do puts effort and time into it. Didn't just fall into my lap. Not going to fall into yours. Which is also why people should be writing their own letters and going over their own letters and tightening them up and then sending them to me for my opinion. Because if you're, if you're sending me these requests for help and I write you a letter and you send it in, you're not really doing me a favor and neither am I. You're going to learn a lot more about riding by riding. Just like you're going to learn more about riding a bike by riding a bike. So if you're in a huge jam or if I'm way too busy to deal with it, I might write you something quick, but that's not a benefit unless you fully understand it. And ideally it should be in your own words anyways. Because I like I believe that too, should be in your own words. And because you're the one with the first-hand knowledge. Yeah, if it's coming from your head and your heart, it should be your words. I... Mm. uh, I try to leave it as close to your own words as possible, but I'll look at it and I'll go, ouch, that's a terrible word, and I'll change it. And then I'll read something. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good, but you forgot to be a little more specific and nail them with this. But I'll try and tighten it up, but leave it as close to the way you wrote it as possible just because that's what you felt comfortable with because you put it on the paper. So I'm going to leave it at that, but this has to go and this needs to be added. But it's a lot easier for me if I can, don't send me 30 lines. If you're sending me more than five lines, you're probably screwing up, but I could probably deal with it. But if you're sending me a 30 line letter, yeah, I'm probably going to send you some quick criticisms and, make you rewrite it a lot shorter. But another way of looking at it is if you write a ridiculous letter and I beat you over the head with the basics, instead of getting all pissy and whiny about it, just think I saved you hundreds of dollars with an attorney and I saved you from getting clobbered in court 
And if you don't like the way I talk to you, get used to it because the lawyers are going to rip you apart. So it's just better you got clobbered by me than clobbered by the uh, prosecutor in court. And when if Carl yells at me for doing something stupid, I appreciate it for him telling me in a manner that I will not forget anytime soon. So don't think you're the only ones that get shit beat over your head. Carl's Carl's raised his voice and he's been pretty stern with me a couple of times. I appreciate it. You guys should probably appreciate it too. Because telling you you're right all the time or just coddling you in general, it's not going to help you either. If you, if I'm wishy-washy with you and you're wishy-washy, you're going to lose. No, no, I really appreciate that. I appreciate you being straight because wishy-washy is actually worse. It does more damage. So don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, everything has a balancing point. Sometimes you gotta be, you gotta be a little soft and forgiving, but you have to have a firm point too. Where this is my stance. I'm not going to go beyond this. But you can be willing to cooperate. So there's a balance there somewhere. Same thing. You gotta be a little bit aggressive to make sure you get what you need to get on file, but not aggressive to the point where you're being an asshole. You still have to be humble, polite, respectful. Everything's got a balance. You might you might have to be firm about I'm not a legal person, but you can't be solid rigid on that all day, every day in your everyday life. Like if I'm at the coffee shop and somebody says, can I help the next person in line? I'm not going to get all pissy. I'm a man. I'm not a, it's a freaking coffee. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to accept that she's calling me a person as in a customer. I'm a man at all times, but I'm acting as a customer in a coffee shop to get a coffee. I'm going to shut my freaking mouth. She's going to help me because I'm the next person or customer in line. I'm going to pay for my coffee. I'm going to thank her, give her a tip, tell her have a great day. I don't have to get all pissy all the time. There's a balance. So that's another thing people got to think about too, no matter what de- what they're dealing with. There's there's a balance somewhere and they got to think about where on the scale they are. Am I being firm or am I being an asshole? But I don't know. A lot of, lot of basic general things. I guess there's a lot of them, but they're basic in general. Just logic and common sense is always the best way to go. Yeah, when some lawyer tries to explain to you some kind of fancy razzle-dazzle process of taking your property away from you, giving it to somebody else so they can sell it to themselves. What? That's not logical and that's not common sense. So I'm going to call them out. Wait a minute, Bob. Are you telling me that you're going to take my property and give it to Mary and Mary's going to sell it to Mary when there actually wasn't even a sale and Mary didn't show up and didn't buy any. What? Is that what you're telling me? It's just common sense. Call them on it. I don't care about your fancy legalese terms. I don't care about your codes that say you're mandated, whatever that means. Am I mandated? No. 
That's my property, Bob. You can call them on it. Straight to the point. Where's the law that says you can do this? Do you have a contract? Let me see the contract. It sounds kind of overwhelming, but um, the best way, the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So if you're trying to swallow all this information and spit it onto a paper so it looks good, it's not going to work. Take one bite at a time. Whatever your issue is, slow down, separate the issues, separate the men and women and what roles they're playing. It's just a matter of whittling everything down to the important things. It's kind of like you get thrown in the bushes and you're stuck in the middle of a big thorn patch. There's thorns everywhere. Are you going to run around like a freak and try and snap these branches off, hurt yourself, run somewhere else, snap more branches off and hurt yourself? Or are you going to slow down, use common sense, take a peek under the bush and see where the roots come out of the ground? and then chop it down at the roots. Holy crap, that was easy. The whole bush is gone now, and it didn't even hurt. So it's slow down, think logically, get to the root of the problem, and chop it down. No razzle-dazzle, no smoke and mirrors, no lawyer bullshit. Just straight to the point. I don't know, it seems really general and basic, but it is. Just learn to cut the crap, that's all. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> no problem. I hope my rambling helped. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, nice and quiet again. Oh, about 20 minutes left. I could do a lot in 20 minutes. What's that? I could do a lot in 20 minutes. <laughs> hey, this is a family show. Get your head out of the box. <laughs> Good, I can cook for the whole family in 20 minutes. That's it. Good meal. Me too. 
I know how to cook hot dogs in the coffee maker. <laughs> well, hey, it works. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, anyway, seemed to be nice. Uh, the show so far. Yeah, I think I uh, rambled off quite a bit. But it was needful. And, my, and that's, that's the way I believe. Hello, everybody. This is Phila. Yeah, I think most of us know who you are. I hope so. Yeah, we all know you're here. Thanks. (laughs) Well, I'm just listening. That's it. Yeah, I kind of want to shut up and just listen for a while, too. Well, that's good. If you don't mind me saying, um, and this is my opinion, my belief, you know, um, don't forget to donate. And I say that whatever way you can. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. But if you do, you get the information that you actually need, not what the lawyers give you. And some call from us, from Barbara, from Mike, everybody who help you, even on the Skype. You know, we try to help one another, but just remember to donate where your knowledge came from. And don't forget that. That's important. Because they, even when you win or you don't win, it's good to tell your story of the experience. So we know how to act in court or we obtain knowledge of what not to do, basically. Um, so, yeah, so just help one another whatever way you can. You know, it doesn't always have to be money. I mean, it could be a story, be your knowledge to be most anything that the other one is, will, will accept value. Let's just say that. Um, but it's important. If you hire a lawyer, you're going to pay, period, whether you do a good job or not. But we're here to try to be the right, well, to correct for you and help you out whatever troubles you may have, if we can. But like Mike said, I don't want to keep going over that. you got to do this for yourself. No one can do it for you. We could do um, give you all our experience, all our you know what we went through. But at the end of the day, you have to stand for yourself. It's sort of like no one could die for you, no one could eat for you. You could do that for you, and this is one of those that you must do for you and learn it. And I was that way. Um, I want it right here, right now. I I don't want to study, I don't want to do whatever. 
I just want the information to get this done without my, you know. But what if you take it a whole of one of us? What would you do then? And so that's important to know what's really going on and how you can fit it with you. Like driving, I can teach you how to drive and do this, but you have to drive for yourself. So that's my two cents. Yeah, and I think if people aren't getting the information they need, it might be because they're not getting on the call and asking. Because all I really try and do is explain what Carl says in a different way or maybe in more detail or in several different ways, just trying to trying to translate what Carl's, well, what my understanding of what Carl's doing is. So I don't know, I'm not teaching anybody anything new, really. I'm just trying to explain what Carl means to people that don't quite get it. Yeah. But I, uh, I was talking about that last night. Um, <clears throat> Um, Carl's saying the same things over and over again because he's getting the same questions and giving the same answers. So if people were to ask different questions, they would start getting different answers. So it's partly our fault we're not hearing anything new. And it's partly because it's all been said already. There is certain things that Carl isn't telling people and it's because people aren't ready. If you can't understand the word shall, you're not going to be able to collect on a ticket or on a bill that you sent to a judge. If you don't get it, if you don't know how to enforce it, you're probably not getting all the, all the steps before that. You're going to have to learn how to handle yourself at their court. You're going to have to handle yourself outside of court. You're going to have to know how to hold your own court before you go throwing these massive bills around and thinking you're going to collect. So there's certain things that Carl doesn't tell people because nobody needs to know it. If they can't, if they can figure it out for themselves, they're ready. If they can't figure it out, get back to the drawing board. You're missing some stuff. But I think everything's been said. All the answers are there. If you if you can put the pieces together, you'll be able to start filling the missing pieces in on your own as well. Yeah. I almost I I don't remember. Uh, last time I called Carl was more than six months ago, and I've texted him a couple of times, but not even really asking him questions but i don't i don't run to carl to get my answers and eventually hopefully most of these people on these calls won't be needing me or gus or carl for the answers they'll be able to fill the missing pieces in themselves but there might be a couple little points here and there that they need for clarification but when you start getting this stuff, the answers start coming from within. It was that God wrote the law upon our hearts. 
we know what's right and wrong. You can always ask God to help you. Understand better. Well, I'm going to say good night, everybody, or good morning. All right, thanks for coming on. What was that? Thanks for coming on the call. Not a problem. Yeah, I think the call is probably going to end in... All right, well, good night.